My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a WNR podcast with my friend, Dan Mike. And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update. Also, each month, the latest pay-per-views, and we are live, not only for the Big Four, but every takeover as well. Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise. Until we've watched everything, we're with you, and we, we are, are the WNR. WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's the WNR 2.15, and it's WWE NXT's TakeOver New York. Now, we've had all the live build-up, and we bring you the actual event itself, but before we do anything, let's start with the alternate intro. New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down, like a rat in a cage pulling minimum wage. New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. New York, you're safe and you're wasting my time. My records all show you're filthy but fine. But they shuttered your stores when you opened the doors to the cops who were bored once they run out of crime. New York, you're perfect. Please don't change a thing. Your male billionaire male's now convinced he's a king. So we are, of course, still in New York and we're ready here. And, of course, at every pay-per-view takeover, we have the bonus league in effect or the, the year-end prediction. No, what the fuck would we call it? Bonus league. Yeah, the bonus league in effect. Dan, will you tell us about it? Yes, we have three leagues. We've got a WWE pay-per-view league. We've got an NXT pay-per-view league. And we've got a bonus points as well. And currently, James, you're winning 3-1 at the pay-per-views. Bonus, you're winning 22-20. And NXT, I'm winning 2-1. So NXT is kind of my forte. Mm -hmm. I think I absolutely creamed it last year. I think I only got one NXT pay-per-view wrong. Are you, are, you, are you feeling confident about challenging and trying to take my NXT crown? Well, Dan, you know, you could be confident if you want, but, you know, we shall see what happens. But what better way to start than with the opening promo? Since its arrival, NXT has been destined to take over. It is here. That dreams can become possibilities. The gold standard in sports entertainment returning to Barclays Center. NXT history is being made. A two out of three falls mega main event. Johnny Gargano against... The winner will walk into the history books as the new NXT champion. And as we pay homage to the past, Ricochet and Alistair Black win the Dusty Cup, and they will challenge War Raiders for the NXT Tag Team titles. 
It's the diversity of competition. The roster will no longer stand for the tyranny of Shayna Baszler. I don't care if it's Kyrie, Bianca, or Io, I'm ready. That creates a worldwide appeal. NXT UK belongs to me. Peter, it's Walter! Your time is up. And with opportunity around every corner, there's only one man who deserves to rule the world. And that man is Adam Cole, baby. A new road to destiny can be forged. I fight for everyone who's ever been told their dream will not come true. Because this place is my life. Are you ready? With every championship on the line. Bro. The dream is not your bro. I want to get a closer look at that North American championship. Who will fulfill their destiny? I take over New York. I will become NXT Women's Champion. <laughs> and lead NXT. That dream begins tonight. Into the next chapter. On the biggest stage of them all, take over New York. So, Dan, what you thought was that? A bit of history. We saw stuff from 2015 and that happened in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, it was, um, I don't know, it was kind of focusing on the new NXT champion. Will it be Adam Cole? Baby. Or will it be Johnny freaking wrestling? And this, this is the thing, it's interesting, you know, talk about NXT champions that have been there. Uh, Bobby Roode. Drew McIntyre, of course, and other champions like Oscar, you know. But uh, it should be an interesting night. Of course, got Mara Ronaldo, Percy Jackson slash Watts, and Nigel McGuinness on commentary. Nigel McGuinness! And we start off with tag team titles like we did at the last takeover. We hear the sounds of war. Do you like this entry? It's pretty cool, actually, I think. It's different. Well, it seemed like they climbed up through the stage out of the mist. They look set for war. And it is going to be a war here tonight against Ricochet. Of course, Alistair Black, and uh, we saw the Dusty Tag Classic, and we watched the final on our live show, and of course, it's a hard road to hold to get here, and the War Raiders stand in the way of Ricochet and Alistair Black becoming NXT Tag Team Champions. The storyline, it's been quite good, though, even though Raw Raiders, we want to see a little bit more of them, don't we, you know? We do, yeah, you know, we, we know they're super over with the fans, we know they're indie darlings, but... What can I actually bring to NXT? And hopefully tonight we'll get that question answered. All right, so without further ado, before we get the entrance of uh, Ricochet and Alistair Black. No, James, before you sing Ali B's entrance, because I I used to sing it and I used to do a very beautiful rendition. It used to bring tears to James's eyes. Tears to my eye! And... You know, I've had to stop because it was straining my vocal cords. But, James, you, you have taken my mantle from me and you are doing it very well. But without further ado, prediction-wise, and it's me going first, I believe. Yes, it is. Well, James. Oh, let's open up for predictions. Mine was in free envelopes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, James... I have gone for not new champions, the Fridge Raiders. I think it's going to be a very good final swan song for Ali B and Ricochet. And it's going to make the War Raiders look strong, beating such an accomplished and over team as Ricochet and Ali B. Completely agree with you. And that's why I've gone 
War Raiders as well. Uh, I think one thing's changed. You talk about how good you were last year. One thing for me that's changed this year is I'm no, no more silly changes. If it, it's like that, look, if it, if it looks like a duck and it cracks like a duck, it's going to be a duck. And Ricochet and Black are going to go up to the main roster. We know this. They've already said goodbyes in NXT as well. Uh, and I think that's a good thing, you know, that they're going to put the uh, War Raiders over in what will be a cracking match as well, you know. Indeed, yes. And uh, hopefully this will firmly stamp the War Raiders in NXT folklore. But we've, uh, we're have enjoying the entrance of Ricochet, the one and only high-flying machine as he poses in the middle. But it's quite a weird setup because we've got face team going against the face team. We've got Matt Riddle going against uh, nice. Velveteen Dream, who is also a face. It's, it's, it's got, and technically you've got three faces in the women's championship match as well. So when you put it all together, oh, good guys going against each other here tonight. But here comes Alistair Black, possibly for the final time at an NXT takeover. <laughs> no more singing. Sorry, well, James, for one final time, sing it loud. Sing it proud. <laughs> Give us your final NXT rendition Nobody quite made an entrance like Alistair Black there. That is pretty gosh darn cool, Dan. That is awesome. And from the very beginning, I have... It's just pretty much everything about Alistair Black I have liked. Yeah. I've got to say, it's true. And I jumped on that bandwagon as well. He is one cool motherfucker. And uh, it's going to be horrible to see the main roster fuck him up, basically. Because Alistair Black... On, uh, do you know what I would love to see? And don't get me wrong, I love Bobby Roode and everybody like this. But an Alistair Black l- like he was, or like he is, versus Nakamura in NXT, those two men square. Do you know what I mean? That kind of... Fi- I feel like with Black, he's so at home. The, the crowd, he's got that love. You know, the crowd love him no matter what. Well, you know, I'd like to see him have a very another very good match against Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah. You know, Bobby Roode, you know, the likes of them, I think... Be able to have some very good matches. Yeah. I, I think he's really part of the kind of golden generation. The kind of, and it, I know Gagano and Chumper's story's been great, but when you talk about those kind of, you know, the four who have kind of moved on there with CN involved as well, the kind of classic matches they were having, you know, and, and I think it's it's good to look back and with Ricochet to get up to the main roster, even though he's not accomplished what I f- thought he would in NXT, just not had enough time. You know, he's been moved up so quickly. I just hope they don't. Uh relegate him to 205 Live. I hope not either. But you hear a huge NXT chant as this match starts. So the crowd is definitely ready for this. I'm ready for this. Yes. Let's start the action now. We've talked about it long enough, haven't we? So here we go. Rose starting with Alistair Black. A colour and elbow type. Dan, what keys to victory in this one? What are the War Raiders or... Yeah, keys to victory in this one? Well, I think Halle B and Ricochet, they need to... Use what got him there, you know. Ricochet, I think he was kind of being used as the full guy for the tag team uh, during their qualifying matches and the final in the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. And then Ali B was getting the hot tag in, coming in and cleaning house. But I think, you know, they need to kind of save Ricochet, save his legs, because I think outrunning and outpacing what the War Raiders have to offer, I think that is probably going to be the key to beating them yeah and i think this is the thing as well they are 
a great tag team against two great individuals. But as we see now, it's a chance for Hanson and Rowe to show that they belong, you know. And as we see in the early game with the chain wrestling, Rowe having the advantage, the crowd appreciate it. And it shows that he might be an equal singles-wise as well if it wasn't to be part of this team. Well, so Rowe and Alistair Black, they seem quite pretty evenly matched. Mm. Hanson and Ricochet. <laughs> and Black showing what he could do. And there's a lot of mutual respect here from both teams. Both heavily tattooed as yeah. well. Mutual respect. They spud each other. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Ricochet tags himself in. Hanson tags himself in. <coughs> well, we saw a fist bump. I don't know if you can see us now, but Rick- classic big man versus little. Well, Uh-oh. we might see a big fist of Rowe bump off the head of Ricochet. And Ricochet trying to deep arm drag takedown, but Rowe just too big and too powerful. Ricochet doing anything he can to evade him. Oh, oh. lovely head scissors takedown. Nip up by Ricochet. Drop kick sends him to the outside. Tags in Ali B again. Yeah, take advantage while you can. You know, <laughs> Hanson's in, but gets stopped by Black. Rowe's in, gets stopped by Black. Oh, uh, Black jumps over the top and throws Rowe to the outside. Black springboards back. And both men just sit in the middle of the ring. Ricochet, look at the smile on his face. Yeah, he loves it. And the crowd loves it as well. And they don't know who to cheer for, so they're just cheering for the brand mm. that all four men are on. And a lovely back roll by the War Raiders. All four men having a stare off, and they're like, anything you can do, we can do just as well. Oh, Black Blast Hansen. And now row caught between Ricochet and Black. Managing to fight Ricochet off. Over one, under Ricochet, and a lovely tandem offence by the two. Uh, they got hands whipped to the corner. Gets his feet up, sits on Black, scoop slam for Ricochet, tags in Rowe, who picks up Hanson, <laughs> and just slams him onto the much smaller Ricochet. Well, now, Rick- these two guys know how to clear a ring. Rowe turns his attentions back to Ali B. I don't think we're going to see Ricochet for a while now. And War Raiders definitely bringing it in the early going. Bit of a tad of the tape between these two teams. Combined weight, War Raiders, 552 pounds compared to Ali B and Ricochet's 403 pounds. Fucking hell. Signature move from the War Raiders. It's the fallout from Ricochet and Ali B. It's the 630 splash and the black mass kick. I'll let you decide which one does which. <laughs> tag team accolades, NXT tag team champions for the War Raiders. Dusty Rhodes, tag team classic winners for Ricochet and Ali B. Records as a team, 7-0 and for the Raiders, 9-2 and for Ricochet and Ali B. So both have won seven. Oh, so that's quite interesting to see which way it's going to go. And Black was in a bit of trouble, but he managed to kick Hanson into row and tag him Ricochet. He was flying around with a hurricane runner. And now he's going to springboard his way back in. And now standing, <laughs> shooting star, goes for the cover. But Romo did a kick out. Uh-huh. And now Ricochet's got a submission. He's showing he can do different things. It's a bit more of an evener match for Ricochet going against Rowe. Yeah, they've got to try and keep yeah, the smaller man maybe in. Make quick tags. Like we Maybe haven't seen Ricochet and Black do that much because they've been on the defence majority of matches. But Black running right through Rowe. Goes for the cover, but only a one count. One. I've got a feeling there's a beach ball in the crowd. So uh, we know the origins of the abdominal stretch, but James, do you know any origins of the shoulder stretch? Well, weirdly enough, Wilbur Schneider's brother came up with that move. What was his name? Ted Schneider. 
That's a bit annoying that the crowd's actually getting involved with something else. And just after we was bigging them up yeah. during the live show, saying they are probably one of the best crowds going, They're chanting for someone deserving something, probably getting kicked out for having a beach ball. Probably maybe he had like a, a, a Hall of Benoit for a Hall of Fame or something like that, maybe. I mean, but what kind of sick monster would? Oh, James, that is just wrong. I don't even know why he brought up that animal, that monster, that wrong one. What T-shirt's worse would be an Enzo Moro T-shirt or a Chris Benoit T-shirt? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> See now. We'd have to do a poll. <laughs> and not a Polish not woman. Not a poll, no. Well, Alistair Black... He's in the ascendancy, but Hansen folds him over and then a knee to the face. Rose in the vicinity for a tag, so is Ricochet. Oh, he just completely throws Ricochet over his shoulder, slams him down to the mat, flying cross body, <laughs> taking the breath out of Ricochet's lungs. The man handles Black, throws him into the corner. Now he's got a member of the team in opposing corners. Splash to Ricochet, splash to Ali B. And as Hansen's doing it, he's actually building momentum as well. Getting faster every time. <laughs> Ricochet's caught down now. <clears throat> I mean, he must have done that at least 10 times. At least 14 times. Throws Ali B into Ricochet, who throws him over the top. Ricochet catching Hansen <laughs> in midair. Oh. Throws him over his head for like a T-bone suplex. <laughs> Fucking hell. Very impressive from Ricochet. Oh, it's like a fall away slab. Just like, yeah, lob him over the head. Yeah, yeah. And it just shows you, we talked about Hansen's agility. But the thing is, Ricochet's got the strength as well. So maybe they are evenly matched. And he'd be in the corner. Gets tagged in by Ricochet. And both, both of these men have spent... Talk about a story told. They even look at each other like, all right, another round. Maybe the last. Do you think the respect they had early on in this match <laughs> has gone now? I bet they're sick of the sight of each other. But with each strength, it seems like it's psyching each man up. Well, you always said that about Alistair Black, though, didn't you? Yeah. They get stronger as the match goes. Oh, and now the striking comes into it. Oh. Ali B with a combination. Rogue jumping over. The leg sweep, Ali kicks him with a sidekick. Springboard, but gets caught with a knee to the jaw. Well, knee got blocked early, didn't get blocked this time, but Black responds. With a huge knee to the jaw, both <coughs> men, legs buckled. Bloody hell. German, German suplex <laughs> with a bridge out, only gets a two count. Two. And that was one of the most beautiful Germans I've ever seen <laughs> since Alex Wright's dong. Hey, yeah. This is And the crowd now fully focused on this match, I feel. Black gets pushed into the corner. Ricochet gets a tag in. Rowe tags in Hanson, who does his cartwheel. Ricochet with a (laughs) roly-poly. And are both men ducking each other. Oh, but Ricochet gets the last word with a kick to the head. And now Hanson looks like he's going to fall over. Hanson's elbow by Ricochet. Goes for the kick. Ducks it. Looks for his own. (laughs) Catches Ricochet with a handspring back elbow. One, two, oh. But Ricochet managing to kick out. Uh. But anything Ricochet can do, Hanson can do just as well. Oh, incredible there by Hanson. I like to see him do a 6.30 splash off the top line. <laughs> yeah. What a great match. 
And uh, Hansen on the second rope. Looking to finish Ricochet. No. Was going to go forward. Turns around. Looking to go back. Looking to go to the top. Oh. Ricochet, fortunately enough for him, cuts him off. And now Ricochet, I think he's got just trying to fight out the corner even. Rolls through. Looking for a DDT. Hansen drags him back to the corner though. Gets a tag into Rowe. Who throws him into the running knee, oh. springs Ricochet back into the corner. Oh, Black taken off the apron by Hansen, who's picked up by Rowe. Splashed into Ricochet. And then... Ricochet gets thrown into Rowe. Springboard close on into a German. Ricochet's hung That's up it. to dry. That's done. One, two. Oh! <laughs> Ali B with a double foot stomp off the top, taking out Hansen, breaking up the pinfall attempt. <laughs> okay, on the feet. What a credible move that was we see a replay. Yeah, just a 300 pounder, you know, springboarding off that second rope there. The diver clothesline, the double pin and then black. There's a what, fight forever. Maybe this is the turn of Tag Bessler in a big way. But Hansen stops black. Oh, well, looking for a pop-up something or other, but Ali B managing to hit the double knees to the chest of Hansen. Swings over the top rope. Moonsault takes him out. Lands on his feet beautifully. And Rowe he's... looking to go flying. Suicide oh. dive takes out Black. I was about to say he was taunting him, but now Hansen. Ricochet unsteady on his feet. Oh, my Fucking God. Fucking hell, handspring corkscrew <laughs> over the top. And Rose out. All four men looking very spent. Oh, oh fuck off. shit. <laughs> no. Hansen's climbing up the top <laughs> rope. All three guys fighting. Here comes the big man. <laughs> <laughs> Sent on off the top. All four guys <laughs> laying out on the floor. You can't, you, and you think about the, you know, even when doing the live show, and you think, oh, you're going to talk this up too much. And again, it just. We haven't talked it up enough. No, I know. Incredible, isn't it? Hanson just, yeah, that's it, Swan Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck not? <laughs> oh, referee counting. Oh, oh, but Rowan Ricochet making it in before the count of ten. That was intense. Yeah. I love that. You don't, you know, I really thought, oh no, not a cheap finish like that. You know what I want to see after this match? Whoever wins, a massive show of respect. Yeah, show your hands. And Ricochet blocking Rowe with everything he's got. Blocking and ducking, hitting him with everything he has. <laughs> yay or yay punches in the middle well, of the ring. Yeah, it looks that way. And now an uppercut. Upper what? But Rowe catches Ricochet. Hip toss, but Ricochet lands on his jaw, tags in Ali. Takes out Hansen on his way into the ring. Well, yeah, maybe near Row with everything he's got, trying to fight off Black. And again, the two men that started this match. Black Mass kick drops Row where he stands, tags in Ricochet. Oh, no. Ricochet going up. 6.30 splash. Black's on security detail. Going for the cover. One, two. Oh. oh. Hanson pushing Black in to break up the count. 
Well, Ricochet looking to set Row up for another 6.30. And he's looking to win the NXT Tag Titles. Oh, oh, no. Hanson drags Row out of the ring. Talk about saving your partner, but Black up for that second. Oh. But Hanson ducks Black's moonsault attempt, throws Row back into the ring. We're hit with a huge clothesline and Black's down now and Hansen is being fantastic. Tag wrestler throwing Row in. Get the tag. Oh. Well, Ricochet catching Hansen with a big boot as he makes his way into the ring. Ducks a spinning heel kick. Gets caught by both men. Pop up power slam. <laughs> Hansen with a suicide dive outside to Black. And now Hansen going up. Row's got Ricochet. Fallout, one, two, three. Wow. Wow. I mean, you talk about a match. I mean, how how can you not award that five out of five for what it did in the end? You know what I mean? It's, 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 it had everything. It's got to be five out of five. I'm sorry, but it started off with that. Like, how how's it going to follow that? Even if what Pete Dunn's afterwards, the crowd's not going to be into it, even though we're going to try to be. Incredible by both teams there. War Raiders showed Ron Shannon out how good they are, and we're sorry they're not getting used as much, and that's the problem as opposed to what talent they are. Two guys who I absolutely love, you know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, War Raiders definitely deserve to be NXT champions, NXT tag champions. I, I, I see exactly what all the hype is about that was following them around before they came to NXT. Yeah, you know, they're an absolute great tag team. Hanson especially props to him for a big guy. He is so fucking agile. It is unbelievable. And Roe, he's a brilliant in-ring performer. I love that opening start between him and Ali B. You know, they was both kind of one-upping each other and that big show of respect as well. It was yeah. absolutely brilliant. But this is the thing, isn't it? It's a story told, isn't it? And the beauty of professional wrestling, even though you know it's a foregone conclusion that War Raiders are going to win, there was still a point in that match after the Black Mask kick and you thought, well, hang on a fucking minute here. Hanson's not around. They're going to get it done. And you still like, oh, fucking... And, and that is, the, I think, the beauty. That's why I enjoy professional wrestling so much sometimes when you can see an incredible counter like that. Fantastic. A point each for us. We start off and it is one all as we head into our next match. But, I mean, follow that. You know, it's unbelievable. And the War Raiders still in the ring here. And it's down going to... And the War Raiders are offering their hand to Black and Ricochet to help him up. Huge handshake and a hug in the middle of the ring. Is this the War Raiders' uh, heel turn? Yeah. Well, there you go. You won't see it. And there is, you know, these two guys definitely... At least four men definitely brought it. And a Black and Ricochet's last takeover, you know, fair play to them. Well, I hope we see him again soon. <laughs> that was about Sunday night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we will see Ricochet. And I give him the War Raiders salute, laying the titles down. Fair play. Fair play to that, sign of respect. Four great guys there. And what a moment as well at takeover. Indeed, yes. It's absolute over- great match and... Just the show of respect after as well. It was absolutely perfect. Yeah, have, have, have Matt Riddle come out so no one cares. Bro. <laughs> Bro. Kushida's is going to be in the crowd, I think. Well, fair play to Black and Ricochet. <laughs> Two of your favourites gone from NXT, Dan. I mean, what are your thoughts on it? I just hope they don't get 
buried in WWE. I hope they don't get lost in the shuffle. I hope they get the respect that they deserve. And Ricochet, look out. You can see the emotions getting to him as well, you know. He loves NXT. He's not been there for long, has he? But he's really taken to it and they've taken to him. And everybody on their feet here. What a moment. But, you know, especially with Ricochet and having met him in person. Mm. He's a genuine nice guy. And you talk about professional wrestling, what's the strongest brand? Well, look at NXT right now. Look what NXT means to Ricochet. And a huge show of respect for them. It is their swan song. It was their swan song and the way these guys went out as well. And I'll tell you what, I can't remember the last time a talent got this kind of, uh, not ovation, but kind of moment to do this. Because usually you're on your losing end and you're on your way out, aren't you? I know a few yeah. people did. Maybe Oscar's the last time they had a proper celebration that way. Yeah. Let's hope they win the fucking tag team titles. You know what I'm saying? That's how good they've been. No, but absolutely perfect ending to a perfect match. I mean, the match was flawless. There was mm. no fuck-ups. There was no lulls in the action. It was constant all the yeah, way throughout. Yeah, there wasn't a kind of like, yeah. Maybe one submission in it, a couple of submissions. Yeah, but it was... Full on finger on the pulse. I mean, how long was the match on for? About 10, 12 minutes? And we see Johnny Gargano backstage getting ready for his biggest match of his career. Will he finally become NXT champion here tonight? And speaking of championships, everything on the line. And look who's in the crowd. Piper Niven and Tony Storm. Two of NXT UK's best well, up next, up next is the North American Championship. And it's going to be the Velveteen Dream going against Bro, Matt Riddle. And let's have a look at the promo. Bite my tongue, bite my tongue. Wearing a warning sign. Wait till the world is mine. The Velveteen Dream, NXT's prince without the crown. Whoever wins this tournament, you get to challenge a champion of your choice. Nothing could stop Velveteen Dream, and his next experience could be one that puts gold around his waist. The Dream wants you. February 20th, NXT Full Sail University. It was all but a dream. Purple Rainmaker! You should see me. Another rain begins! The Velveteen Dream is your new NXT North American Champion. Bro. Bro. I want to get a closer look at that North American Championship. The Dream is not your bro. Here's a reminder. The spotlight belongs to me. When he won the North American Championship, I saw my opportunity. What have you done? to get the train's attention. I knew he wouldn't be able to resist because he loves to be in the spotlight and he knows if he's in the ring with me, he's in the biggest spotlight of them all. The dream just had to know what's all the hype about. The dream came, front row and center. And Matt, you didn't disappoint the dream, no you did not. That's why the dream gave you the biggest highlight of your NXT career. Dream said your name. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner and the man who gets to journey to take over New York to face your Velveteen Dream, Matthew Riddle. 
You know, he might be a dream, but I think the bro is his nightmare. I want to beat the best in the world. And Dream is one of the best in the world. But he's not the best in the world. I think he can be better, and he's focused too much on the experience. Matt Riddle, you are a poser because you want to pose with the Velveteen Dreams North American Championship. And that was not a pose. At best, Photoshop. Take over New York. The original bro finds himself looking up. No, not at the bright lights of New York City but the spotlight that is the NXT North American champion. I'm gonna be the one with my hand raised wearing the crown as the North American champion. Dream over. Whoa. So as Matt Riddle comes out here, Dan, what you thought of the promo? Well, you know, it started with Velveteen Dream winning the world's tournament. It was NXT going against 205 Live going against NXT UK. And it was five of the best, eh, question mark. Uh, he, he won that. Instead of going for the main title in NXT, he chose to go after Johnny Gagano and capture his North American Championship. He did so successfully. Matt Riddle wanted a Clutching Dreams title. He said, well, the spotlight is on me. Clicked his fingers, turned the boo light off. And just had it shining on himself. But Riddle had Velveteen Dream's attention at that point. He sat front row and centre for his match against Connor Reeves. And said, look, you know, you deserve a match against him. Don't know why he fucking gave him that. But here it is now. And uh, both men trading barb. And, yeah, you know, Matt Riddle's got himself a match. Well, he's got himself the biggest takeover match. Uh, yeah, you know, he's been feuding with people like Cassie Stone, and now he's got to step up with someone like the Velveteen Dream. It should be interesting. Riddle's coming out here. Not a huge response, as we wait for the Dream, of course, to come out. And prediction-wise, it is my turn now to go first, and, well, it's, you know how much I did. I mean, it's not a fucking... It's not a surprise, really. Uh, so, this one I have gone for... Matt Riddle. Oh my, that must have, I can see the tears on the page as you wrote that. Yeah. Well, James, <sighs> I have gone for, good, at least we've gone bro, for, Matt, bro, Riddle. Look at bro. this, it's Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Dream. The Dream of Liberty. The Velveteen of Liberty. Dream. The Velveteen of Dream Liberty. I mean, the Dream is so fucking out there, man. I'm surprised they're still well, out of this stuff. But he's ready for action on his throne. Of course, he is champion as well. Uh, yeah, Matt Riddle's going to win this one. Because the Riddle and the Dream can lose and still be a right. We've talked about that before. Uh, what are your reasoning? Yeah, same as that. I mean, you know, we've seen Velveteen Dream... Losing a few times and, you know, losing the big one as well. Just look how over and how glamorous he still is. Even though I think he's lost more takeovers than he's actually won. Yeah, without a doubt, you know, the dream is a character that the crowd definitely can get behind. Because he's... Isn't it, you know? Yeah, and again, you know, if if you go back to his match with uh, Alistair Black. Despite losing the match, he still earned... Ali B's respect. 
and our respect along with it and the fans respect so yeah you know he he definitely deserves to be here and it's going to be an interesting matchup because their styles are so different as well you know so let's hope uh, it can be entertaining of course the dream is built for stages like this though anyway just so flamboyant and the outline as well it's just so cleverly done yeah, Matt Riddle's an MMA guy as well, so you don't have him like first title match and he'd lose it, otherwise it doesn't make any sense, does it? So you're going that way. He's not seeing Punk. I had a dream seeing Punk want an MMA fight. Well, Riddle jumps over the top, getting into Dream's face, but there will be no mind games here, and both these men are very eccentric individuals, shall we say. Let's not forget, he made his appearance at uh, Brooklyn to show his arrival for NXT. And keys to victory in this one as well. I mean, Dream's got to avoid the pro mission. I think that's a very dangerous move. I think Riddle can strike at kind of note, strike in many different positions. Uh, and I you. think that could be a problem for the Dream. <clears throat> I think the Dream has to get inside Matt Riddle's head and try and put him off his game. He has to try and outthink a stoner, which isn't hard. Yeah, exactly. They're fucking idiots, Dan. They are complete morons. Yeah. Well, the crowd is still into it, though. Fair play to them. Chanting Velveteen, and what's the Dream doing? Are we ready for action? Are we going to see a bit of respect? Is Velveteen Dream going to fist Matt Riddle? And Dream saying, no, fuck it. Let's go. Let's go, Karate Kid. And this is not great. Dream should not go against Riddle in his style. But again, maybe it's part of mind games. Yeah, throw him off his game. But those calf kicks aren't going to help. Well, it takes maybe three or four strikes. That leg's done. <laughs> and Velveteen, maybe I will fist you in the middle of the ring. Fair play to him. Double fist and all oh, day he's oh, going to go. No. Single leg takedown, but stopped by Riddle. He goes on the back and now takes down the Dream. And this could be it if Dream's not careful. He's going to go for the Kimura lock, but Dream getting to his feet, managing to block it. Throws Riddle against the ropes. He bounces off and keeps hold of that arm. And now if he turns it round, Dream could be in serious trouble. No, Dream against the ropes. Riddle has to break. I think with Velveteen Dream, though, is you know, we say he likes to get in the mind of his opponents. Matt Riddle, it looks like the lights are on, but no one's at home. <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually you know, true. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> he's too stupid to know that he's getting paid. Yeah, battle of wits. You know, fighting on our man. <laughs> Well, there we go. Maybe the Dream's going to try and out-wrestle Riddle if, in a weird way. Well, Velveteen Dream has got a lot more experience wrestling than Riddle has. And now it feels nice. Going to go for the armbar. And i got to admit, when, it's a, when it looks good, it looks good. And Riddle just showing how strong he is. He'll manage to turn everything around. But I think what's vital in this one, I think the Dream knows as well, Riddle has to beat Dream. Dream doesn't have to beat Riddle. Yeah. He can walk out with his championship if he so wants. You know, I know he's a man, but like, you know, if he thinks enough's enough, it's Riddle's job to get it done. Yes! <laughs> there you go. Serves him right. After the toes of Riddle, stamping on his foot, side headlock, and just shoulder blocks him down. Goes for the cover, but only a one count. One. Rolls through for another cover. One again. One. Roll up for a third. This time he gets two. Two. One more time and he might get a three. And it's a, it's a win-win situation for me. I either get a point or Riddle loses. So it's all good. And the old-fashioned back rake. Do you know what? 
I think Matt Riddle could have a half decent match against Pete Dunne. Yeah, I think it wouldn't be too bad. Styles would work well. And now a gut wrench by Riddle. Who said about AJ Styles? Got dreamed down. And now pick him up again. Rolls through looking for the bro trick. Reminds me, reminds me of Jack Swagger. And he's showing his strength. Oh, but Velveteen rolling through. A lovely drop kick. Straight on the chin. Huge back elbow to the charging in riddle. Double axe handle smash off the top. He's so retro in what he does with the dream. It makes yeah. it work for this generation. Another double axe handle smash. Macho would be pleased. Oh yeah, dig it. There's a tree. I'm going to hit it. And again, the dream taking Riddle out the ring now. What's Stephanie McMahon and Macho Man uh, and the tree got in common? What? Macho Man hit them both. Hey. Now he can dream off the top with a double axe smash. No, Riddle catches him. German suplex onto those mats. And Dan, how thin are those mats? Those mats are mere millimetres thick. They're just way for thin over concrete. And Dream felt the full force of that. Now, Matt Riddle's shown a bit of an aggressive side here that we've not seen before. It gave his puny little run chest in. And a few chops to the chest of the Dream. Collapsing VD down. Oh, senton straight on the hip of Velveteen Dream. Uh, it's called the Broton. A senton straight on the Broton of Velveteen Dream. <laughs> oh, my God. Now the Brop. The E-Honda-style slaps to the chest. Rolls through to a Brolay kick. And now sent the Dream into the Brawner. Oh, my God. Brawn. And now Riddle might be feeling it. Going to go. Moonsault. No, lands on his feet. Turns it into a running senton. Bounce off the ropes and a kick to the jaw. Right, Dream might be out. One, two. No. Oh. Dream managing to kick out. Ah. And it has been all Matt Riddle. And he's going for bro mission. Dream's going on his, 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 trying to lay down front, but now exposing his arm. Has Riddle got it locked in? No. Dream locking his hands together. Trying to think he can to fight it. Searching for that bottom rope with his feet. Finally gets there. <clears throat> and now look at the kicks by Riddle on the break. We prefer Enzo. <laughs> well, Riddle now maybe showing a bit of the aggressive side in the crowd. Don't really like it. Trying to get the dream back into it. Velvetino is standing switch and a snap German. Riddle bounces straight up to his feet. Running knee to dream. And he's got him up. Broplex, two, <laughs> oh, only a two count, man. Two, didn't hook the leg. An experienced Matt Riddle there. Well, it is, and i tell you what, I think you're right. The way things is going at the moment, Dream might sneak out of it with that championship. Another sent on. He likes that move, doesn't he? Going only for cover. one count, though. Ooh, one. Maybe there's a lot more left in this match than we think. I don't say I could be classed as the original bro, because I'm mm. sure there was bros before him. And now the dream with a, uh, now Riddle with a strikes on a break, and the crowd definitely don't like this. And maybe he may be showing a little bit of attitude, a little bit healy. Well, he's strutting around like he's cock of the walk, and he's been dominating. Do you think Riddle might get himself disqualified? Well, it might look like that. Oh my God, Dream though avoids the strike. Now going for the sleeper. With a million dollar Velveteen Dream. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, but Riddle blocks it. 
flips Velveteen over, rolls him up. Oh, but Dream managing to kick out. Ah. Uh-huh. Got a triangle locked in. And the thing with Riddle does, he uses the ropes to help him. And the Dream might be out now. You could see the Dream sneaking a victory here, like getting a quick roll-up pin or mm-hmm. something like that. I'd definitely see it. And now look at the Dream picking up Riddle. Who lands on his feet. Ripcord knee. And the GTS German suplex. One, two. No! No, Dream managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And the frustrations for Matt Riddle. What are fucking dots on his cheek? It looks like no, a I don't. Know. I know he looks like a cat. Oh, Riddle cannot believe it. Frustrations boiling over. Can't put the dream away. And huge kicks just collapsing the dream every time. It's almost like he's playing with him. The crowd don't like it. And he's talking trash. And the dream won't quit, but he's shown his toughness now. Getting psyched up by the kicks to the chest. And Riddle to bring it on. Oh my god. He's hulking up. <laughs> you! Catches a kick. Punches to the face. Come on, Dream. Huge combination. Irish whip. No, Riddle stops himself. Big boot. Drop the. Picking him up. Slamming him down. Eliminates him from the Royal Rumble. Dream going up top. Well, he's unsuccessful with it earlier, but now it might pay off. Double axe handle, smash, takes down Riddle. Nearly falls into the crowd against Barry Cade. Well, the dream's alive for the North American Championship. Boom, famouser. Well, the dream couldn't put Riddle away there, but now he might be going up. Looking maybe for that purple rainmaker, but he's letting Riddle recover. He comes charging in towards the corner. Velveteen saw it coming, took a step back. Oh, but gets caught with a knee off the top. And that knee's so dangerous. Now the Dream, as he picks up the Dream, but Dream might be playing Possum. Hello, Possum. Codebreaker. One, two. two. Oh. Riddle just managing to kick out. Oh. But this might give the Dream a chance to go up. Riddle. Riddle sitting up, being defiant. Running knee, but Riddle catches it. Ankle lock locked in. Well, paying homage to obviously Kurt Angle. That ankle is folded up. And look how the bend and the twist of the leg. Thing is using the MMA ankle lock as opposed to the Olympic angle lock. And the Dream now using the boot, but it gets caught. Well, Riddle grabs the other leg and gets that one into the ankle lock. Dream doing anything he can to fight out. Ducks a kick, rolls him up. Oh no, Riddle rolls through. Catches Dream, but Dream lands on his feet, delivers a super kick. Well, now he's going to look for the spinning DDT. And Riddle, loot it, loot. Fuck me. Riddle Street may be over if the Dream can put him in position. Rolls him up. We're going to see the Dream Valley driver. Hits its mark. Now, Dream going up top. Caught submission. Like Basler, isn't it? Here comes Dream off the top, and Riddle catches him in the submission. And can he get it locked in? Dream's fighting it. Dream is fighting it with everything he's got, with a bad arm and all. And he finally does break it. Throws Riddle jaw first against it. Oh my god, Riddle catching the Dream on the outside. 
No, he can't. Deadlifting dream. Oh, my God. Holding him up like an accordion. I don't know if Dream's alive. Where's Matt Riddle going? He's going up. Oh. Corkscrew shooting star goes for the cover. One, two, three. Oh. Velveteen managing to kick out. Oh. Uh, fair play. Fair play. We thought it was job done. Oh, my God. And again, another false finish. That was incredible. Dream literally got folded up like an accord. That, that fine out of a moving auto vehicle. No JR lines, please. And now the Dream calling Riddle on. Well, lulling him in, but gives him a slap to the face. Blocks the foot. Super kick of his own. Riddle rolling through. Powerbomb. Turns Dream round. Knee to the jaw. Goes for the cover. One, One two. two. Oh. Velveteen kicking out. Uh, straight into the bro mission. And he's caught in the middle of the ring. Nowhere to go. Palm strikes to the chest. And the dream trying to fight this, but seriously caught. Trying to roll it round low. One, two, two three. three. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the dream beats Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle cannot believe it. Look at we. Riddle caught with a bro mission. It's job done. He's no longer got the streak. Velvet Dream wins. Dan, what did you think of the match? Credit where it's due. I thought it was actually a very good match. And, you know, I'm not 100% struck on Matt Riddle. I think his selling could use a bit of work. I think he needs to be able to take a little bit of punishment as well. And it seems like, you know, whatever Dream was dishing out, Matt Riddle was getting straight up from. He's like the Buddy Murphy yeah. of NXT, you know? Oh, fuck off. He doesn't really sell as well. Bollocks. Matt Riddle is... Not, uh, Buddy Murphy's a better worker than Matt Riddle is. There's no doubt in my mind. But this was a great match not to take away from either men. And are we going to see the spec shown, maybe, at the end of this match? Like, at the end of the NXT TakeOver? Because we saw hints from Matt Riddle there. And this storyline plays into Saint perfectly. Well, does Matt Riddle feel like he hasn't got any respect from the dream? Oh, no, Matt Riddle with a hand clap. Say, no, fair play, you got the job done. And is he going to go for it this time? Maybe this is a night of respect. We saw it the War Raiders, Vicochet and Black. Yeah, but wouldn't that be NXT TakeOver respect? Respect, it would be. But we've seen it there with Riddle and Dream. We saw a replay of that German suplex outside in. Mental, I will say, about that move. Um... A, a really, really good match, to be fair. And the crowd are still into it as uh, we, we move on. And after that, prediction-wise, even us don't get part, I thought we were actually going to get perfect score in this one. But unfortunately, we did not. Uh, one all as we move on to our third match. So the dream is going to be an NXT for the foreseeable future as he celebrates his victory here tonight. But speaking of titles, and for me, it doesn't get any bigger then what's on the line next? Because Shania Basler defends the women's... <laughs> Up next is the NXT UK Championships match I've been waiting to see in the world. It's Walter versus Pete Dunne. NXT Pete U- Dunne <laughs> versus Walter. NXT UK Championship. And the talking's over. It's next. Since May of 2017... At TakeOver Chicago, one thing has remained the same. 
Kingdom champion, better end! Oh! Danny Bridge has the tap! Hey, John rotates! The fingers being bent back, Joe Coffey taps out! The legend of Bruiserweight continues to grow! Closing in on nearly 700 days, I am still the WWE United Kingdom champion! Still, your champion is the Bruiserweight Championship match. One man clearly has his sights on that title. I'll be bringing my own tonight. Nothing's gonna stop me now. This whole place is gonna be mine. I'm gonna run this song. I am the Bruiserway, and NXT UK belongs to me. And the WWE United Kingdom Championship is and always will be mine. Peter! Deine Zeit ist abgelaufen. Your time is up. And in New York City, the reign of the Bruiserweight will end. Because this title is mine. So it's time, and we've just seen a build-up, and, you know, talk about dates and January 19th at TakeOver Blackpool when Walter showed up with Pete Dunne, and Pete Dunne beating Tyler Bate for the title. Like I said, TakeOver Chicago in May of 2017, you know, nearly two years as champion. It's been an incredible run, and tonight to go against Walter, it is the immovable object versus the unstoppable force. I am not sure how this is going to go down whatsoever. We've talked about it enough in a live show. We've built it up. It's incredible to think these two guys are finally going to go face-to-face. Dan, what have you thought of the build-up and this match itself? I think it's been good. Again, you know, uh, the first two matches, there's been a lot of respect between these two guys, and I think that trend will continue with this match as well. 
Um, you know, both these guys are formidable objects. Both of these guys have a right to be called the NXT UK champion as well. Without doubt. And and the thing is, is that for me, this is a true main event. You know, to see the ring general going against the bruiserweight in a battle of, of styles it is going to be, to take out AJ Styles, it's going to be phenomenal, you know. Don't get me wrong, I love Pete Dunne. And I don't think we talk about, you know, appreciation of Pete Dunne. We love him. Our wrestler year last year, he is fantastic. But no one has come along quite like Walter has and kind of changed the game so much recently in NXT UK. And to be featured in a takeover is fantastic, you know. But prediction-wise, Dan, it's time. Who have you gone for in this match? Hang on a sec. Let's just listen yeah. to Walter's intro. I'm going to delay the suspense yeah. a bit more. yeah. Well, Pete Dunne defends his title against this man. Volta. I'm going to say, is there a look of nerves in Walter's face as he comes out here? In his biggest match, the big Austrian. Ready for action. Well, the ring general, he's been in some big matches before in the past, but I don't think he's been any as big as this. He's on the main stage. I mean, you know, he's coming out of NXT Blackpool. But this, I feel it is a bit bigger than NXT yeah, Blackpool. Without a doubt, it's the biggest match of his last go against Pete Dunneman, who's been champion for nearly 700 days. It's phenomenal. Dan, who have you gone for in this match? Prediction-wise, it's one all after two. Two. I have gone for Peter. Pete Dunn, my God. What are your reasons by going for Pete Dunn? I, I think, personally, they've brought Walter in to build him up as a formidable force just for Pete Dunn to claim victory over and get him a bit of reputation back you know not that he needs the reputation but you know just to push Pete Dunne a bit further <clears throat> and what response Pete Dunne is getting coming out here now I absolutely love Pete Dunne it's been a phenomenal title reign it really has 700 days but as we found out with the Undertaker, Dan, good things have to come to an end. And that's why I've got What are you telling me, Jay? And new NXT oh God. UK champion. I've gone Walter. <laughs> so we've gone different in this one. Are you surprised? I am slightly mildly surprised. I can see. So why have you gone for Volta? We've seen one streak come to an end in Matt Riddle's undefeated streak. I mean, Volta, to be a great champion, Dunn needs great challenges. And Dunn has basically done it all when it comes to the XCUK UK title. And we, what we haven't seen is him losing it and getting redemption from that as well. I think Walter would be a great opportunity to have a feud that can continue for the rest of the year with Pete Dunn looking to get the title back. So we've seen... A pair of swan songs tonight in Ali B and Ricochet. Do you think this could potentially be Pete Dunne's swan song? There's potential, but I think Pete Dunne's got the ability to go to any of the brands and and become a star in, in his own right there. Whether they use him correctly or not, I don't know. But in this stage here, you know, we know what Pete Dunne's all about. And I think the match with Walt, I think Dunne can't carry on being champion. You know what I mean? He needs... He needs challenges. He needs, you know, a different kind of course. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I would love to see him going for, even if he carried on winning, it would be great. I, I just I want to see the match. Like, I don't care about the result in a weird way. It's just introductions and everything like that. The lights are on bright. The lights so bright. Legends are going to be created. Streaks are going to be ended. But isn't it undefeated? 
Or is it the longest reign in modern history? <coughs> the referee had to take the NXT UK Championship out of Pete Dunne's mouth. That's how tight a grip Dunne has. Dunne has said that that UK Championship is his. It's his property, and he'll tell you when he doesn't want to be champion anymore, and he still wants to be champion. This what make this match so big. You've got two guys, three the champ, both want to be number one. There's not enough space at the top for two. It can only be one, and we're going to find out right here, right now, just who the fucking man is when it comes to the NXT UK division. So here we go, done, in the early going. He's going to take his time, keys to victory here. I mean, it's difficult, isn't it, you know, when you think about it, but... What would you do if you're Pete Dunne then, Dan? You've got to beat this big Volta. Um, well, I think you've just got to... We know he's full of power, full of strength. But if you can make him look stupid and frustrate him, that's how you get into the head of a big guy. Mm. What about Volta? What's he got to do to take the title from the grip of Pete Dunne. Uh, to be fair, we haven't seen what it takes to beat Pete Dunne yet for the, the title, but Volta just has to bring everything he's got. If you give Pete Dunne your best shot and you can't get the job done, then fair enough. But he's got to leave everything on the line here tonight. And that, and that's what it's all about in these type of matches because you will regret it if he doesn't. He might not have another opportunity, be it injury, be it whatever it is. At this time in New York, he needs to show everybody that he's not just a stepping stone for Pete Dunne, that he's actually here to run the division as well. Dunne bending the fingers of Walter back. But Walter's got a bit of a submission on himself. But if you're Walter, you should have realised that Dunne is going to try that anyway. Oh, well, Walter's looking for a chop. Dunne ducked it. Would have taken his head clean off his shoulders if that connected. And he's done saying you ain't all that? Is that really what's, you know, finally getting in there? Now throws Pete down, who lands on his, well, rolls and gets back up again. And he's got the corner. Ooh. Oh, no, done again, escaping <laughs> the chop. How long can he bide his time? How long can he elude the most thunderous yeah. chop in wrestling history? Now, Volta going to grab the arm. And slam Dunn down and show him why he's called the ring general for. I feel like about Walter as well, he does simple things effectively. And that's all it takes, really. But Dunn managing to nip up, getting an arm on the ropes. Forcing the break from Volta. On a forearm shot by Dunn. Oh! And Pete gets absolutely flattened by a chop. And now I think Dunn realises what he's really up against. Oh! Second chop connects. And Walter now just getting done down. Knees to the midsection. Trying to suffocate Pete. But the thing is, Dunn could wrestle for a couple of hours. There's no doubt about it. Maybe that would be Dunn's, you know, maybe ideas trying to get Walter's offence in first. Whether the big guy You know, exactly, yeah. Dunn ducking underneath, jumping over the top. Again, looking to clothesline through Walter, who just stands tall. Oh. This time, jumping over Dunn and catching with a big boot. Pete's in a bit of trouble. Now, picking up Dunn like a baby, just put him in the corner. Slap across the chest. Oh, my God. He just got his foot on the chin of Dunn. Oh, who goes crumpled to a heap to the outside. 
And now Walter picking up Pete Dunne. Oh, just dropping him back first onto the edge of the ring apron, the hardest part of the ring. And Dunn kicking away, but at the moment, Walter's been all over him. And he's taken him out. And much like we saw with Riddle and Dream, Walter's just taking his time with Dunn. But James, there's one key fact you need to remember. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. You're right about that. And at the moment, Dunn is the biggest dog in NXT, which means he might not have a lot of fight, but it doesn't matter. Uh, he's got a knee bar locked into Volta, taking the legs out from the big man. Oh. Volta oh. managing to deliver a chop, but Pete just wrenching on that knee. A couple of kicks to the shoulder for good measure. Oh. And another big chop breaks the knee bar. Volta with a Boston Crab. A very deep one as well. And now they can see the determination of Dunn's face. As he powers out of it. Dragging himself to the bottom rope. Forcing a break. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Pete Dunn now is caught in the apron. And Walter's got him. Ten beats of the Ballors or the one beat of the Walter? I think you only need one or two strikes. But he can't win it on the apron. But Dunn catches the arm. Grabs that index finger and just bends it back, wrenching on it. <clears throat> Walter breaks it, delivers a big boot, sends Pete Dunn crashing to the mat. And Walter knew how it, or how much danger he was just in that instant. Well, I was expecting a lot of things. I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting this at the start. It's a bit of a slower pace. Yeah. Well, Walter's definitely bought it, and I don't think Dunn at the moment has really got reversal for anything. <laughs> well, he's making Dunn angry, and you wouldn't like him when he's angry. Walter's saying, is that all you got? Come on, show me you're the champion. Oh! And Pete just fighting back with everything he's got, clubbing to Walter. Looking for an Irish whip. Walter stops in his tracks. Dunn jumps over the top of him. Step up into Gurry in the corner to Walter. I oh, know he's going to try German, but Walter reverses. Pete Dunn rolls through, lands on his feet, a kick to the side of the head. And Walter's rocked and goes to the outside. And Dunn's finally in this match. And springing over the top rope. Looking for the moonsault, taking out Walter. And Walter knocked off his feet for the first time ever. Well, Walter getting back in, but Pete Dunn could get a counter if he wanted to. But chooses against it. Well, Dunn walks straight back into the lion's den. But Walter catches him with a, uh, looks like a throat thrust. Walter's looking for a superplex, but Dunn got that little finger bending it back. Oh! Joint manipulation. Got the arm set up in the corner. Rolling through, looking for a sunset flip, but Volta holding on to the top turnbuckle. Oh, my God. Now Dunn's got him. Sit out, powerbomb. One, two. Oh. oh. Only a two count. Two. Volta rolling out the ring, trying to get to some safety. Volta got maybe a little bit of panic in his eyes as well about Pete Dunn able to, able to manhandle him like that. Oh, did he underestimate Pete Dunn? 
And now I think he did, you know. When we look at it now, he thought he had it easy in the only going. Now Dan definitely bringing it. He's going up again. A coup de grace from the top to the outside. Well, Walter thought we were safe, and now he's had all the air drained out of him. I'd rather have a chop than a whole Pete Dunn coming down <laughs> on my chest, that's for sure. A referee count again. And he throws Walter in the ring, not content with a count out. Well, Pete Dunn is showing what a man he is, and he just wants to beat Walter. He wanted that match originally. Comes oh. charging in, jumps over the top of Walter. Oh, a huge seated drop kick, though. Sends Dunn careering across the ring. And now Walter's... Go Walter's got the sleeper in, but Pete Dunn, get to that top rope. And a huge chop to the back. German suplex there, sends Dunn inside out. Catch him with a powerbomb. One, two... Dunn rolls through. I Only a two count. Two. I think that's what saved him with that then. Walter hit, you know, three or four moves. And maybe they weren't the kind of strongest moves, but the way he hits them so efficiently as well. But yeah. then overextended. Well, you see on that final pinfall, he had all his weight on the shoulders of Dunn. And I think so much weight, it just sent Pete Dunn rolling through himself. And the problem is, well, perspiration, of course, is tiredness as well. And Walter realising it's not going to be easy to take the UK title from Pete Dunn. And look <laughs> at the look on Pete's face. And now just huge strikes coming down. Huge chop dropping down to his feet. Oh! And Pete responds with a huge slap. But Walter with a chop of his own and a kick to the chest for good measure. Ever defiant Pete Dunn, who's still got that angry look on his face. Oh, Walter's saying he's going to end it. Dunn with some slaps across the face. Oh, fucking hell! And Pete with a flurry of his own, but Walter one chop, and that just stops Dunn in his tracks. <laughs> Dunn is all over the place, but another chop, but Dunn's got the hand. Bending the fingers back. Test of strength. You can definitely see that going in Walter's favour. Oh! And just a kick across the throat. And another neck wrench. And now he's got done up. Powerbomb. Power but done rolls through. Sturry. And Walter knocked off his feet and down. And the crowd finally into this one properly. And Walter's knocked off his feet for the first time, I believe, in his career. Honestly, unbelievable stuff. Never thought I'd see that. And came down just like the walls of Jericho. Don't, don't, James. Came down like the World Trade Centre. We get the UK chant. That's what it's all about. Uh-oh. Now it's not a good time for Walter. Fingers are trapped on the mat. And Dunn just stomping on both hands. A kick across the head. And now, going up top. Oh, my God. This is going to all but Walter catches him. Oh, going for a German suplex. Dunn holding on. For dear life. <laughs> and I was trying to get a sleeper, but the hand being... Oh! And Pete Dunn just stumping Walter's finger on the ring post. And he's still got that grip, though, on Pete Dunn. Just 
throws Pete Dunne inside out. Goes for a cover. One, two. No, Dunne managing to kick out. Oh. Well, Dunne is a ragdoll now. And Walter now wondering, what's it going to take to put Pete Dunne away? You're not champion for 700 days if it's difficult to beat you. But you can tell there's trouble there. If Dunne can't hold all his hands and the fingers, this might be job done. He catches Walter's chop. Grabs hold of that middle finger. And now he's got them apart. Walter grabbing hold of the throat, but Dunne wrenching them fingers apart as well. Throws them against the ropes. German suplex. Rolls him through with a cover. One, two... Oh, oh, Walter just managing to kick out. Uh-huh. My palms are sweating. <laughs> <coughs> uh, Walter's still in this match. And again, Walter rolling to the outside. I don't know if that's a great idea. Let's go, Walter. Bruiser weight chant going through the crowd. And Pete done again, focusing on the fingers and just stomping at the jaw of Walter. Oh, awesome offense here by Dunn. <laughs> but as Walter's on the mat, he's doing it up to Pete Dunn as well. Dunn returns the favor. Um, Walter grabs Dunn in a super and uh, sleeper. sleeper. Dunn turns it round low and resumes his stomps to the head. Rolls him through. Oh, now he's got a hand of Walter. And Walter's not tapped yet, but he's got the hand. There's nowhere for him to go. And this could be it now. Walter is serious trouble. Oh, oh manages to get his foot to the bottom rope. Well done, dragging Walter up to the corner by his nose. <laughs> well, that just shows how tough Pete Dunn is. Oh, he slapped to the chest. But Pete Dunn, relentless. It's clotheslined off the corner, though. Oh, my God. He's going to catch him with a bitter end off the top, isn't he? Oh, my God. Walter's going up. No, he can't. Frog Splash gets caught by Dunn, though. He's got the triangle locked in with the joint manipulation. And Walter's struggling. Oh, he didn't tap the arm, went low. Dunn's got top control. Wrenching the fingers apart. Can't get it down. And Walter strikes to the face of Dunn. Stomping to the head and the shoulder. Dunn got the arm again. And just strikes to the face of Dunn. And he's still got hold of the hand. Relentless. Showing how tenacious he is. Bitter end. No, no. Walter blocks. And takes Dunn's head off with a huge clothesline. Oh, runs into a forearm by Dunn. Clothesline down. Now he's going to go for it. Bitter end. Hit it. Goes for it. Cover. One, two. Oh. oh. What a manager to kick out. Oh. <laughs> I can't stand no more. Oh, Dunn cannot believe it. And neither can we. This is not over yet. Oh, Walt's got a far away look in his eyes. 
And Pete Dunne's just got his stomach look in his eyes. Both men staring each other in the eye, trying to make their way to a vertical base. Oh, we're deep now in the 12th round. I think the next big shot is going to end things here. It's the bottom of the ninth. <laughs> All bases are loaded. And just like we started face to face. Ooh. Striking and slaps. How much more can Pete Dunne's chest take? <laughs> oh, and that fire's done up. That woke him up. And it just each man just giving their best shot. And Pete Dunne just taking the chops, fighting back with everything he's got. And done now everything. They said empty in the tank. Oh Having my to get pulled god. off by the referee. Oh! Walks into a big boot from Walter. And what with a boot and now looking to go up. Pete Dunn meeting Walter up on the top turnbuckle. And he's got the hand. And Dunn is up there and this is, t this is bad for Walter. It could be worse for Dunn though. He gets powered out of a huge super power bomb. Now he's going to try and get the arm. Oh my god, he's got the arm of Walter's trying to fight it. Slapping away at the chest of Dan. Oh, powerbomb off the top. No. And now Walter's got Dan! Oh! Huge powerbomb off the top. Oh my Christ. And Walter's going all the way up. Splash! Goes for the cover. One. Two, three, and we've got a new NXT UK champion, and and I'm not going to glow. I'm not going to do that. If anything, Pete Dunne's title reigns over, but I, I can't. I'm I'm physically kind of. I don't know. Uh, it was everything I wanted and more. But you don't want it. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't want it to end. Uh, yeah. what, what are your thoughts on the match there? I thought it was a very bloody good match, Pete Dunne. Again, you know, he gave everything he had. And maybe on a different day, he might have been successful. Yeah, man. I mean, that is... that is. I'm still quite shocked. I never thought I'd hear the free count. And like you said, powerbomb off the top. And a new United Kingdom champion. But this is not the end for Pete Dunne. This is just the beginning. Uh, so, Walter wins. In a, it, was, it was a great match. It was slow to start, but it built into something really special, didn't it? You know? Oh, indeed, yeah. But you could see it was both of these guys were displaying the British strong style. Without a doubt. And the intelligent wrestling as well. I loved it. It was great. And Pete Dunne has been beaten. My God, the massive splash to finally get the free count on Pete Dunne. But at least it took that. The superpower bomb off the top and the splash. Shows of respect. And Walter, the ring general, is now the NXT UK champion. You talk about respect. These two men have just been through a war. There's no doubt they respect each other. Prediction points means I go 2-1 up. Who cares? I know. I said it quickly. Well, Pete Dunn's reign is over, Dan. And what are your thoughts on Pete, reign, uh, Pete Dunn's title reign? It has been uncomparable. There is nothing in the modern era that compares to it. I mean, he has been, without doubt, the best performer in WWE for the past two years.
you know, it is upsetting to see it lost, but who better than Walter to take it? Without a doubt, you know. And I think it's, we've not seen the last Pete done. These two men will meet again. And what an encounter that will be. And like you said, on that day, done might just have Walter's number. Well, we see Koshida earlier as well, making an appearance. He's officially today, so we see him in NXT. Great little talent. We saw him against Will Ospreay on our British special. So we look forward to him in NXT. Well, up next, it is the NXT Women's Championship on the line. Uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix. So does that mean that Edge is going to be the next NXT debutant? It might be. Well, you know, the the Hall of Fame is live tomorrow, but the uh, uh, takeover is on this day. <laughs> Seriously. Up next, though, is the NXT Women's Championship. It's a fatal four-way match. This champion, Shania Baszler, going against Kari Sane, <laughs> Bianca Belair, and, of course, Io Shirai. And Dan, shall we have a look at the promo? I want you to take a look at this championship. Really look at it. Look at it. Get in on this. Zoom in on this. Look at this title. This is the NXT Women's Championship held by the most dominant force this business has ever seen. Shayna Baszler's a scary good champion. I'm so dominant they had to stop giving me one-on-one matches to defend this and they're throwing three at me now. Well, I don't care if it's Kyrie, Bianca, or Io, I'm ready for TakeOver New York. Girl. Uh-uh. for the clutch! I'm not gonna focus on the past. Bianca Belair, no longer undefeated. I'm focusing on the present. Take those mental shackles off and throw them away. You gotta get them out of your mind. Being undefeated is a mind set. You got Jessamine and Marina who have Shayna's back. EO and Kyrie are best friends, and all I have is me, myself, and I. But that's all I'm going to need to get the NXT Women's Championship because I'm on the B Ted. EO and I both want the NXT Women's Championship. It's the genius of the sky. Io Shirai going to be the new NXT Women's Champion. I will cry higher than ever as champion. If we need to, we will fight against each other. The NXT Women's title is the ultimate treasure. Will Kyrie Sane become a two-time NXT Women's Champion? That's enough already now. I've heard it all before. Every word, every threat, every broken promise from everybody in that locker room. Baszler doing her best to silence everyone in the NXT Women's Division. The problem is, they picked three wild animals. And this? Bianca Belair is going to walk out the next NXT Women's Champion. This is just the piece of red meat I need to hang in front of them. 
I have been champion before. What happens when you hang a piece of red meat in front of a pack of wild animals? But they've seen nothing yet. I'm gonna sit back and watch them tear each other apart for this. I am ready to take over. While you hear, and still, NXT Women's Champion. Shayna Baszler, she kind of fucked up for herself. She could have had a one-on-one match, but she claims everyone's against her and they're putting her against three other women. But it was her own stupidity that put her against three other women when I was trying to decide a number one contenders match. Kari Sane has come up short against Shayna Baszler, even though she's already beaten her. Bianca Belair has come up short against Shayna Baszler. Io Shirai hasn't yet. It'd be interesting. Three great, uh, four great talent. Three get great talents in there with Kari Sane, Io Shirai, and Bianca Belair looks like growing, uh, and I'm starting to become a fan of what she can do. But uh, I always feel fate of four ways. It kind of favours the champion in a weird way because they can just sneak a victory and kind of get out of there and wait for a one-on-one match down the road. If Shai's going to win a championship for the first time, I'd much rather it be in a singles match than the fatal four-way. But that's just me anyway. <clears throat> I don't think it's, it's been a, a great build. Like I said, Basil's made herself look very silly. And she wants to be a dangerous woman, but she's got Shafir and Duke in a corner as well, if need be. So she's kind of playing the field at the moment. But who will be the last woman standing here tonight? So it's prediction time, Dan. And I have gone in this match for still women's champion, Shania Baszler. Women's champion, Io Shirai. Io Shirai. Why have you gone Io Shirai for? Fair enough. Change is coming. Will it happen here tonight? Will it be the Pirate Princess who's held the treasure before? I think another problem is is that these women haven't had enough exposure to really the crowd to get behind them. Like, Io Shai is cool, but have we really seen her a lot? Sane, again, is another character uh, I think is really likeable, but have we seen the best of her, Belair? And it's kind of been, you know, dominated by uh, Basler, but of course, Shai is my pick for the Mae Young Classic. And she may be struggling with a mask right now, but honestly, she's really good in the ring. Well, weirdly enough, Dan, Io Shai, this is her first attempt at winning the NXT Women's Championship. Who was the first woman, who's the only woman to win it on her first try? It was Oscar, Dan. Was it, James? Wow. Thank you. I never knew that. (laughs) I know, that's what I'm here for. And now Baszler's going to come out, and she's going to tell Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke to stay in the back. She's got this one done. So here come the NXT Women's Champion, ready for action. And Baszler is nonplussed about here being here. She'll take on three women if she wants. So here we go. Fatal four-way for the Women's Championship. And Baszler going to go right after Shirai. And it's Sane and Belair pairing off. Well, we see Sane and Shirai go at it. Well, both women sent to the outside. And it's left with Belair and Baszler a lot. <laughs> Fuck it, <laughs> it's left with Belair and Basler last two. These two women, last time Basler had a one-on-one match for the NXT Women's Championship. And now she jumps on the behind, maybe going for the Kirifudi clutch. Blair powering out. Shoulder blocking her down, going for a cover. EA with a double knees, gets stopped, and Basler now going for the cover on Shai. Kari same with a neck breaker, though. Breaking up the pin attempt. Turns her attentions to Belair, who shoves her away. 
and pushing fighting Blair saying he ain't going to win a battle of strength there. Uh, Sky Pirate, she lined up a good one and she knocked it clear. A double drop kick to Belair. Now Baszler caught. Thrown, gets her leg thrown into the jaw of... And now double team to Baszler. She's trying to fight both women off but can't. Oh, now Sky Pirates. But this is for the NXT Women's Championship, don't forget. This is not a tag team match. It's for all the marbles. And this is what we want to see. And now same running the ropes with EO. Whoa. And now, oh... Just as we thought they was going to go at it, they get disrupted by Belair and... And Basler using the hair there of Belair to throw in a turnbuckle and knocking Sane off the turn... Uh, knocking Sane off the eighth and now going off the arm of Belair. Oh, my! Stomping on that elbow, wrenching it back. Now taking Eo off the eighth as well and it's all Basler at the moment. Runs into an elbow from Belair. But it jumps over the top of Basler. Lovely drop kick. She has got a lot of athletic ability. And now Basler insane. On the outside of Basler catching Belair. Oh, using her hair to try and bounce her head off the ring post. Belair blocking it and just dragging Basler into it. Takes down Kari Sane. Turns her attention back to Basler. And Blair, I like that then because it basically used to have early and, and Blair's like no wait a minute that's my gimmick you know what I mean just send her right into the ring post taking basically down go for the cover but only getting a two two now saying up oh saying down taking up Belair goes for the cover two oh no, only a two count two now saying lining up with a chop to the chest of Belair follows up with a second Ducks a clothesline attempt, tries rolling Belair up. Who backflips out of it. Looking for a drop kick, side swipe by Sane, who hits an axe kick to the back. And now Sane looking to finish things off as Eo's on the apron. Baseball slide <laughs> taken up, Basler for Kari Sane. Eo springboards her way in, takes out Bianca Belair. Very good tan fence. For the Sky Pirates. And I don't think EO... Oh! It's finished yet. She got Belair with a double knees. Will she put in a position now for the Asai Moonsault? She walks over Belair. Belair catches a leg. Shirai breaks it though. Huge elbow shot to the jaw. Jumps up to the second rope. Gets caught by Belair though. Oh my god. Just swings Shirai at Sane. Fall away slam to Shirai. Goes for the cover. But Basler in to break it up. And Basler base playing defence at the moment, making sure she doesn't lose her championship by not getting pinned. Picks her right with a gut wrench and just slams her down. Sets her sights to Sane in the corner, knees to the chest. And now she's got Belair round the neck. Well, James, you say that women don't have much success in Fatal 4 Way, or the champion doesn't have much success, but Ember Moon... Won a fatal four way to become NXT Women's Champion, even though the title wasn't on the line. And even vacant. though anyone wasn't holding it, it was vacated by Asuka. Well, Baszler now trying to get Belair off the top, and Sane trying to use the stomp. She needs a little bit of help, though. Well, Baszler's got the gut wrench on Belair. Sane and Shirai. Oh, slamming them both down. Who's going to be able to get the cover out of these two, though? Fucking hell. Oh, mine. Sky Pirate's been added to the WrestleMania match. 
or they're going up and facing Banks and Bailey, and then you'll have Belair versus Baszler for the title. And now Belair and Baszler are going to the outside. And now here comes Sane. Thrown over the top by Shirai, taking out both Baszler and Belair. And it's beautiful teamwork, but it's not about teamwork at the moment. Playing it, oh, Springboarding off the second turnbuckle, taking out Basler. Well, the champ's down, and in all sorts of trouble. Sane's got hold of Basler. Here comes Shai. Oh no! But Belair to cut her off with the spear. Goes for a cover. Oh my god! It was so close there. If it wasn't for Sane coming in, Sane looking for the spinning. Back fist gets caught by Belair, planted face first into the mat. Basler in with a step up knee to the jaw. Shirai ducks a close eye on attempt, deadlift German. Mm. And all four women down now. Which way will this go? And now every woman trying to go for the pin and getting stopped by the other. Shirai and Sane both standing over Belair. These two women working. Can't I can't try to call action here. These two women working like a well-oiled machine, take, turning their attentions to Belair and taking her out. With Basler with a trip to Kari Sane, dragging her to the outside. Belair with a roll up on Shirai, goes for a cover. Oh, oh my God. Only a two count. Two. And now Belair trying to put Shirai away, get her up for the Gorilla Press. And now throws her down on Sane and Basler. Well, chooses to try and get the pinfall victory over the current Chancellor. And you got to credit Belair for that. <laughs> and Belair now is going to pick up Baszler. Going to slam her down, though. Baszler reverses. Kirafuga clutch locked in. We've seen Belair pass out to this once before. And she's caught with it again. She's got the heel done. Well, Belair fight with everything she's got. And this could be it now. But they're making their way to a vertical base, trying to get out of it. Swings Basler round. Oh my god. Torture rack into the KOD. Rolls her over. One, two. two. Oh no. Eo Shirai in to break it up. Oh, but Bianca Blair just furious that Shirai ruined her moment. And they're going to go for a power but Shirai reverses. To an X Factor of her own. And her base is in position for the Moonsault. Hits the mark. Went second level. Now she's going to go all the way up. And here she comes. Boom. One, One, two. two. Oh, you fucking bitch. Insane stopping it, back fist, and they're both women going, hey, Shai's going to get Sane down. Oh, reversing it. Alabama slam from Kari Sane to Shirai on top of Basler. And here we go, Sane up. Insane elbow. Finally going to get the job done. Hits its mark. One. Two. Two. Oh. No. Returning the favour. Both women had Baszler beat in, in that all circumstance. Three all three women had them beat and all stopped the pin. Now, will it be a battle of the Sky Pirates to come women's champion? 
And now Sane <laughs> gonna move us. Oh, Shai! A lovely drop kick. Well, we wonder if these two were gonna go at it, and the answer is um, yes, yes, they definitely are. And now forearm shots by Shai. She's got Sane in all lots in all sorts of trouble. Scoot oh. slam attempt, <laughs> but Kari Sane turns it into a tornado DDT. I think she might have bought. Sh- I think she might have broke Shai's neck. Sane's going up. She doesn't want to, but she wants to be NXT Women's Champion. Oh, no. Belair with the hair and a whip across the... And now Belair's got hold of Shiai. And they got the KOD. Oh, fuck off. She ain't. She is. She is. She's loading up both Shirai and Sane for the KOD. Oh, that is impressive strength by Bianca Belair. Hits oh. it on both. Who's she going to get the pin on? Get it on Sane. Turns her over. One. One. Oh. oh no. Basler with the kick. Kick to the face. Kirafuga clutch locked in. She's got it in. Blair's got nowhere to go. Just tap out quickly. Oh, Blair. <laughs> Blair taps out. And Shania Basler is still your NXT Women's champion. My God. Unbelievable stuff there. Dan, what did you think of the match? It wasn't terrible. It was better than I expected it to be. Um, I don't know. There was moments where it felt a bit of a lull in it. But no, overall, it was enjoyable. It was. You know, in the end, Both uh, every woman had their spot. I like the story about... Baszler was beaten there. If it wasn't for a fatal four-way stipulation, she, you know, she might have been beaten. Hopefully, it leads on. I think Belair might be done for now as the next challenger, but I definitely think Sane and Shai, maybe if they can have a match for number contendership to lead to Baszler, I think that would be great stuff anyway. So, not a bad match at all. Prediction-wise, it means I go 3-1 up. With one match to go, it means I do win. And I go level 2 all now on overall on NXT takeovers. And Basler is still your NXT Women's Champion. How did you get out of here? Surviving Kari Sane, Io Shai, and Bianca Belair. I hope she gets her comeuppance. And what a night it's been so far. Okay, we've just one more match left. But up next is the main event for the vacant NXT Championship. We will have a new champion, but who will it be? Will it be Adam Cole or Johnny Gagano? We're just about to find out. I was going to stand out here tonight and announce the main event of NXT TakeOver New York. Johnny Gargano and the NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa. Reality has made that match an impossibility. For Tommaso Ciampa, reality has dictated that he need neck surgery and has had to relinquish the NXT championship. The beautiful part of NXT is that when one dream ends, another dream begins. The dream continues on for Johnny Gargano as he goes to New York City to compete for the NXT Championship. But against who? There's only one man who should headline NXT TakeOver. 
who has earned his right to become NXT champion. It is a fatal five-way match to determine who will challenge Johnny Gargano for the now vacant NXT championship and NXT TakeOver New York. There's only one man who deserves to rule the world. And that man is Adam Cole, baby. Ricochet on the cusp of going to the Big Apple. Last shot by Adam Cole. He gets the next shot. And the NXT title in the main event of TakeOver New York in a two out of three falls mega main event. I had to show not just NXT, but all of WWE that Adam Cole is once again deserving of the NXT championship. The name Adam Cole speaks for itself. The big difference between me and him is he's hungry, but I'm starving. I've said my path ends with me becoming NXT champion. And now with Tommaso out, my path to the NXT championship goes through you. I let a monster become NXT champion once. Can't let it happen again. So Adam Cole, I'm gonna show you why they call me Johnny Takeover, baby! Are you kidding me? Johnny Takeover. You haven't necessarily been in the old winner's circle when it comes to Takeover. Johnny has not earned the right of the name Johnny Takeover. Not even close. My debut in the Barclays Center. The first ever NXT North American Champion. The first ever War Games match. And I did it at Takeover. Johnny participation cannot beat Adam Cole two out of three falls. If I had his road, if I had his path here, I'd be a different person. I don't want that. I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of what I've done to get here. I'm going to prepare for this two out of three falls match the exact same way I prepare for every other match that I have. That's to win. Prepare. I'm going to do what I always do. That's be the best. To prepare for this match, without a shadow of doubt, the biggest match of my life, I need to go back to my roots. So I'm going to go home. I'm gonna go to Cleveland. I'm gonna remember why I love this. I wouldn't change a thing about these past four years because it's made me appreciate where I'm going. And where I'm going is the main event of TakeOver New York. Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, the big money match. Johnny Gargano, you're in for a war. And as long as my heart's still beating, I will not stop. You ever heard of the term strength in numbers before? You will never become the NXT champion. That title belongs to me. I will fight to make my dream come true. Adam Cole, Johnny Wrestling, will be the NXT champion. And that, that's undisputed. I will do whatever it takes to finally have my moment. So this main event wasn't meant to be this way. But, of course, Tommaso Ciampa uh, had to relinquish his title after sustaining a neck injury, and he tweeted, this full piece of me died tonight, the greatest 237 days of my life. And what a champion Ciampa had been, and we were expecting him to go against Johnny Gagano and finally have an end after two years of this journey. But instead, Gagano finds himself having an opportunity, and like I said, it was earned by Adam Cole in a fatal five-way to get here as well. But Gagano's got so much history it makes sense for him to be involved in this match, but does Adam Cole actually deserve to be here? Popularity contest, I suppose, yes, because, you know, he is very over with the fans. Um, you know, with Ricochet and Black, it's the, the move-up's inevitable. With uh, Velveteen Dream, who was also in the match with Matt Riddle, you know, you know them two had 
quite a barn burner between them themselves. So I think it is the legitimate choice, you know. He has put in a shift since he's joined as part of the undeserving era. And as much as I mock them and hate them, you can't say that they don't deserve their place there. Well, this is the thing. They, they have put on, you know, good performances. They've not been as successful as I think maybe they should have done if they're going to go that way. But maybe it would change here tonight. But I think what we've seen with Johnny Gargano over this past couple of years, I don't think no wrestler has had a better kind of story arc and how he's been used when you consider that everything that's happened to him over these past like two or three years from the formation of DIY, you know, becoming together and then through that with the destruction of DIY, the Johnny Gargano Wolf most punishment in a match and, you know, and, and then of course looking like he turned to the dark side with Chumper controlling it all and then suddenly turning back and realising he had the upper hand. It, it's been brilliant, isn't it? And Gagano's played his part fantastically well as well. It would have been absolutely perfect had it been Johnny Gagano versus Tommaso Ciampa. We would have finally had an end to it. Will, you know, if Johnny Gagano does win tonight, will he hold it until Ciampa returns? Well, and then, we, yeah. you know, will they try, kind of try and finish it off? Or will Adam Cole win and kind of usher the era of his premonition, saying that undeserving era are going to hold? Mm. I'd say... <coughs> <clears throat> I tell you one thing I like about the promo video as well is you see him at you know training to get ready to weight lifting. It feels more like a kind of sporting contest, uh, you know, an endurance and stuff like this. And uh, you know, trying to build it up, but this it should be a fantastic match anyway. Uh, Adam Cole uh, always performs in the big match settings. We've seen that, and of course with Gagano. Look, he's running through the stadium. It's just so Rocky esque, and he's had the perfect kind of story. And it has, yeah. Um... It shouldn't be Adam Cole, but you know it should be Tommaso Ciampa, because I think this this is the great culmination. Because you know the last coming together that Gagano and Ciampa had, Ciampa helping Gagano limp out, mm. looking to throw him into the screen, and Johnny's like, "No, mate, I've got one up on you," and turned it around. Yeah, which yeah. was absolutely perfect. You know, we saw it happen when DIY kind of first split up during. Um, the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic the, the first time a couple of years ago and it would have been the perfect story. Yeah, without a doubt, but it's the Undisputed Era might play a pivotal role here tonight alongside Adam Cole, but we're seeing Johnny Gagano coming out here first. And he's dressed like Iron Man. Well, Johnny Wrestling is ready. Johnny Takeover. Well, how big a star Johnny Gagano's been? I think he's the kind of biggest... Star NXT have made in their own right, if you talk about just company-wide. When you think about he's been main event in takeovers when the title wasn't even on the line, that's how you know strong Johnny Gagano has been, and he's always featured on takeovers against the best talent as well. You talk about matches against CN back in the past, you know, and, 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 and people like that. It's been phenomenal. Well, I'd go hands down and say even over Oscar and pretty much everyone else that we've seen since we started the podcast come through NXT... There has been no one better than Johnny Gagano. Yeah. And it's unbelievable as well when you consider like, his size and he's saying all these opportunities that he never had. And it's not something that you'd have thought, oh yeah, it really stands out. But there's just something about him, isn't there? It's just a, but, you, you know, know, you throw everything into it, like the storytelling that he has been through in the past couple of years. The match quality has been absolutely perfect. The matches he had against uh, Alistair Black. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, 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 and you know, like the the comings together with Johnny Gagano uh, and Tommaso Ciampa, 
the match with Velveteen Dream as well. You know, he's faced the best and brightest that NXT have had to offer. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And now we're going to see Adam Cole's entrance. And he's going to get a popular entrance. So, Dan, prediction-wise, let's end it. Um, who have you gone for in this match? Adam Johnny Gagano. Johnny Gagano. Well, well, I know it doesn't really make a difference, but I've gone Johnny Gagano as well. So we've both gone for Gagano win next championship. What are your reasons behind that then? Well, personally, I think that had it have been against Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gagano would have been the winner. So I think you know, despite the opponent, the outcome is going to be what it was meant to have been, and. Johnny Gagano deserves it ten times more than Adam Cole does. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. That's how fucking over he is. You gotta admit, the fans love him. Even though he's a heel, and this is the only proper like kind of heel versus face match we are getting here tonight. And Johnny Gagano seems ready in the crowd are hyped for this well. The crowd have been good all night. A bit quiet at times during the women's match. I think they were just conserving their energy for well, I'd expect mm. to be a barn burner. There's two out of three falls as well. So who do you think's going to get the first pinfall? Or submission? Or disqualification? Or the first full victory? Do you know who gets it? No. So who do you think is going to get the first fall then? I think it's going to be Adam Cole. Because then it would make, if Johnny Gagano is to win it, it would make the comeback even more yeah. special. yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, that'd be really, really good storytelling. But what would be interesting, if it was a normal match, whoever, if Adam Cole wasn't the man to get the pin, he could then argue he should be NXT champion anyway. Why is it a two out of three falls match? <laughs> was it meant to have been a two out of three falls match if it was going against Chompa? I'm not sure. It probably would have been a death match. <laughs> two men. And the crowd firmly behind Adam Cole at the moment. Where's he from? Well, huge Adam Cole chance. But of course, the crowd always loved Johnny Gagano as well. I'm going to talk about keys to victory, Dan. What does Johnny Gagano have to do if he wants to walk out as NXT champion? I think Johnny Gagano, he's, uh, he has managed to outsmart Tommaso Ciampa, who has been, without doubt, probably one of the greatest heel characters we've seen in this modern era. So if you can out kind of fox and think the puppet master... You're, you're onto a good thing, and, you know, Adam Cole isn't half the hill that Tommaso Ciampa is, or was. I think, yeah, Ciampa was, like, special in that way, a kind of a heelish thing, but Adam Cole does things I like, but the crowd just seems to like him, especially at takeovers, and there's a lot of undisputed merch, you know, you see a lot of t-shirts being sold, so there definitely is a key ingredient there. Well, there's a lot of Michael Jackson albums getting sold, James, <laughs> even now. I know, I know yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Well, Adam Cole, I tell you what might work in his favour if he embraces the crowd. They get behind him. We might put Johnny Gagano off thinking, well, you know, I thought they loved me, but actually it's Adam Cole they prefer. And we're going to see a bit of chain wrestling as well. <coughs> well, I'm going to be towards as completely unbiased as I possibly can be. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But I do think Johnny Gagano's wrestling outfit is lush. The Iron Man like motif. So, what would be Adam Cole's kind of plan of attack? What would his be? Uh, what is? What should Adam Cole be trying to do? So I think for Adam Cole, it's 
It's going to be tough because you have to beat Gagano twice, you know. So if either man does win this, they've definitely proven that they're better than the other guy. Is Adam Cole better than Gagano? I mean, that's an argument to be seen. Can he prove sudden first off for almost without the undisputed era one on one he can beat Johnny Gagano? If that's the case, then you know he's already ahead in that game. I would expect him to use any means necessary, you know, anything, any any way to try and walk out as NXT champion. Panama City versus Cleveland, Ohio. And the crowd in love with both men as Adam Cole's got the side headlock. Oh, an Irish rip and a shoulder block there by Adam Cole. The thing that I like about these two guys is, physical, physically-wise, they're both very similarly matched. Mm. Uh, they're both s- smaller guys. Oh, my God. And the transitions between the either man now just dodging kicks and pinfall attempts. Lovely arm drag takedown by Gagano. Finally gets a bit of control in his corner. Well, we've seen some cracking matches here tonight. Uh, we're starting off here. Gagano's got the arm. And Cole Irish ripped to Gagano. And Gagano showing his strength with a shoulder block. Oh, and Gagano broke cleanly. And Adam Cole took advantage of a forearm. Both men exchanging forearms in the middle of the ring now. Adam Cole, Adam Cole may be getting the advantage here. Backing Johnny up in the corner. Irish whip. Gagano leaps over the top. Ducks a clothesline attempt. Both men running the ropes. Hesses has takedown. A lovely drop kick from Gagano. And then he eliminates Adam Cole from the Royal Rumble. Gagano springing over the top rope. Looking for the running punt. But Adam Cole turns into a running cunt. Uh, showing his intelligence. Oh! Not that intelligent. That was Johnny Gagano came through with a drop kick to the side of the head. Adam Cole there. Letting Gagano come to him and then hitting a step up in Seguri. That's an Adam Cole, Johnny wrestling chant going up through the crowd now. Adam Cole looking to try and take some control of this. He's got the chops of the punches of Gagano. So, James, a little bit of pop quiz for you. And Adam Cole's got Mr. Cavat and leans him down and hits him with the knees. That's nice offense there. Adam Cole's got the rear chin lock, but Gagano's finally getting to his knees. Both these guys, low band to start it off with, but some very good chain wrestling. And Gagano gets out of submission, gets caught with a back elbow, though. Neither man has got a clear advantage just yet. And Cole can't even get Gagano down for a pin. Now go back to the submission, now he's got Dragon Sleeper. Palm strikes from Gagano, finally forearm, gets some separation between the two, Irish whip. Cole ducks a clothesline attempt, oh. and both men hit each other with a crossbody. Both men, like I said earlier, very similar, and thinking exactly the same thing there. Mid-air collision. Again, both men just turn this into a slugfest. And look at Gagana now turning up. A couple of clotheslines and overhead belly to belly. Roll up attempt for Gagana. No, Cole rolls through. Two. Oh, both men getting two each. Two. And again, Gagana rolls him through, goes for the kick. Hits his mark. Cole rolls to the outside. And Gagano leaping over the top rope. Cole jumping in. Oh, but Gagano leaping through with a spear. A cover, but only a two count. Two. I think Gagano's definitely feeling it now. And Gagano just with a running chop. Now Irish rip reversed. Looking to jump off. Cole ready primed with a super kick, but Gagano with a fake out. Catching him with a lariat takedown. 
goes for a cover, but Cole managing to kick out. Oh. Both men now just trying to struggle with each other, trying to get a hold, but they seem to just match each other so well at this moment in time. Backstabber from Adam Cole as Gagano was perched on the second rope. <coughs> and now Cole, for a cover. Cole in for the cover, goes for it, but Gagano managed to get shoulder up at two. Two. But each time with inch pinfall, they get... Uh, you know, more tired. It's going to be difficult, especially later this match goes on. And now Adam Cole's got Gagano, maybe going to try and suplex him. Gagano fighting out, small package. Cole turns it round. Both men trading pinfalls. Oh, and the referee doesn't know which shoulder to kick. Multiple kick outs. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and now Cole's got Gagano on his shoulders. And now Gagano goes through, goes with a kick. Misses. Cole goes under and then step up in Zaguri. Gagano's in trouble now. Yeah, Cole might be looking for it. The last shot. Now Gagano catches him, rolls him up, gets turned round. Now both men getting two each. Two! Oh! Super kick by Gagano, but Cole manages to block it, super kick with his own. Now Cole's turned, but he gets caught with a kick. Oh no, Gagano went for the roll-up. Cole managed to kick out. Ah. And now Cole's going to go run the ropes. Gagano with a sunset flip. Rolls Cole through. Gets oh. turned round. Oh! Last shot. Cole got it. One, two, three. And Adam Cole would be your NXT champion. Winner of the first fall. And you were right, Dan. So Adam Cole wins the... So Alan Cole wins the first fall. And right now, Gagano's struggling to get to his feet. We haven't got really a rest period, and Cole could capitalise straight away on this. But we saw the transition in between the two, and it's a lovely, you know, multiple pinfall covers. Referee's going to check, make sure Gagano can get to his feet. And the action will continue, and it's Cole on the attack now. He wants to walk out of LXC champion. He's already one up. Well, Cole, German suplex, taking Gagano down. And then the Shining Wizard. One, two. Oh, no. Gagano out. Oh. So you would say that that wasn't the last shot from Adam Cole. That was the second to last shot. The penult- win this match. The penultimate shot. <clears throat> and he's looking to try and finish things now. It's not as good as the money shot. No. no Gagano is in serious trouble. Gagar, yes, he is. Yeah, well, Cole said to Gagano, you know, he should be t- participation man because he's never won the big one. Well, Johnny Participation, Johnny Failure, you can call him whatever derogatory name you like. But Johnny Trier. Well, he's on the apron right now in trouble. Oh! Hits a huge spear. <laughs> Adam Cole's back hitting the hardest part of the ring. Gagano looking for that running punt for a second time. No. Comes off with a somersault flip. And Gagano, again, we saw it earlier in uh, the UK title match. Gagano. Could have a count-out victory here, but he doesn't want it. He throws Cole back in. And now he's got a springboard over the top, look for the DDT, but Cole catches him on his shoulders. And then Hushigaroshi, Cole with a cover. But no, Gagano managed to kick out. Uh, Cole managed to kick out. Uh. Maybe it's Cole's destiny right here in New York, where he debuted for, with the Undisputed Era, to walk out as NXT champion. <coughs> <coughs> And the crowd is still split 50-50. Johnny Gagano doesn't even know where he is at the moment. 
grabs hold of Cole's foot. Who would have thought the son of Michael Cole in an NXT Championship match? <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think it is Michael Cole's son. Uh, Michael Cole is a talented wrestler. Undefeated at WrestleMania. And now Gagano's been caught by Cole. And he might look to powerbomb him, but Johnny holding on. Holding on for dear life. Powering Adam Carla. What's he going for here? Looks like white noise off the top. Goes to the cover. Oh. Only a two count. Two. And now Gagala's got to think of a way to try and put Adam Cole away. And he's going towards the apron. He drags him to the edge of the ring. Gagano's on the outside. Adam Cole can barely stand up. Uh Uh-oh. And now Gagano's got a weird look on his face. Oh, Cole's got Gagano up on his shoulder. Now Gagano with a backslide. Hits a step up in Zaguri. Now the Tornado DDT normally does from the outside in. He does to the inside out. And nearly breaks Adam Cole's neck there on impact. Not close enough. If they both get counted out here, Adam Cole will be NXT champion. And the referee's counting. But Gagano still wants to drag Adam Cole in try and pin him. Gagano get in. And that just shows the mindset. Oh! And Adam Cole pushes him back first into the ring post. Sends him face first into the other ring post. And the humanity of Johnny Gagano, it cost him again, rather than embracing the dark side and maybe trying to take the easy way out. And now he's out in the middle of the ring. Well, look like he's trying to expose the knee. Gagano grabs hold of the arm. Trying to let the Gagano escape in. Cole rolls through. Oh, he's got it in tight. And Adam Cole taps almost instantly. Well, is that the best way to do it? Would you concede a four other than trying to fight your way out of it and get one? I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. I think oh. that's the best strategy. Gagano busted open. Oh, that's a really bad place where it's going to affect his vision. But it is one all right now. So the next four wins. Can you only believe there's only been 14 NXT champions? It's crazy when you think about how, you know, long it's gone on for. Well, who have we seen in our... Uh, We've seen Chomper, Black, Cien, McIntyre, McIntyre, Rude, Rude, Nakamura, Joe, Joe. And now the Cole Gagano striking. There's only one fall left. Oh, pump kick from Cole. A second. And Gagano with a lunatic lariat. And now he wants to finish things now with a DIY kick. Cole sidesteps it. Standing switch for Johnny Gagano. Ducks a kick attempt from Cole. Kicks him across the back of the head. Oh my god, tilt a well. And Cole now's got this suplex into the net breaker. One, two. Oh no, Gagano managing to kick out. Oh. Now then Cole figure what's it going to take to put Gagano away. Gagano looks to be crawling towards Cole, but then sees him perched on the top turnbuckle, rolls in the opposite direction quite intelligently. Now Cole finally paces him in the corner where he wants him. Oh, Gagano faking out. Catches him on his shoulder. Oh. Just throws him into the turnbuckle. And then a face first slam into the cover, but no. 
Cut. Kick out. Uh, both men on their knees, punching away at each other. I think it's all they can do. I like it. It starts getting intense and building up. And then they're just both going mad and mad and mad and mad and hitting each other in the face in the ring. And now the crowd just watching on as well as both men. And Cole going to finish things with a super kick. No, he gets caught by Gagano. Gagano looking for his own super kick. Cole sidesteps it. Both men hitting each other with a step up in Seguri. And now going for the forearms and the clotheslines and the super kicks. <laughs> Three double moves in a row, James. That is heaven. That is awesome. And the crowd on their feet, and that is great. And both men trying to... Well, Gagano goes to the clothesline. Cold dog. Catches him. Clubbing blows to the back. Ripcord forearm, though. Leapfrog by Gagano. Super kick to the back of the head. Well, Gagano may be out. Oh! German suplex. And somehow Gagano managed to kick out. Oh. Well, Gagano's busted up inside and out. And Cole is looking to try and finish it off. Was he looking for the pedigree? Oh, no. He's looking for the chumpers move. And now Cole for second. Gagano ducking underneath. Catching him with a super kick. Springboard reverse. Rana. Huge super kick. Sends Cole rolling to the outside and maybe rolling Gagano's chance at getting a championship just out of reach. Well, Gagano can't believe how close he came then. He's got to try and find a way to get him Cole in the ring. But Cole drags Gagano. Oh, my God. German release suplexes Gagano to the edge of the ring apron. Gagano must be seeing stars right now. Now Cole lifting a dead weight Gagano into the ring. It could be the actual last, last shot. Well, this has been unbelievable. It's been, quite frankly, awesome as well. But Gagano may be playing possum a little bit. Suspension DDT plants Cole. Leaps over the top rope. Hits it DDT. Goes for the cover. One, two... Oh. No, Cole managing to kick out. Uh. And again, rolling to the outside, but Gagano's not done there. Set to go flying, suicide dive. Sends Cole back first into Barry K. He's in back in. Oh. Leaps through the second, gets caught with a super kick. And now Cole, Canadian destroyer. <laughs> this has got to be it. One, One two. two. Oh. Gagano managing to kick out. Oh. Well, fight forever chant. And it has been fantastic. And Adam Cole cannot believe what, that he hasn't got the job done yet. Way, Gagano using the ropes to somehow try to get to his feet. And I think that might be the last shot now. Ha! <laughs> I see what you did there. Cole kicking Gagano to the outside. Following him down. Adam Cole just calling Johnny a failure, saying you'll never accomplish anything. But hasn't Johnny Gagano won more than Adam Cole? Yes. Or if not as much. But this might fire up Gagano if Cole's not careful. And just as you say that, Gagano fires back with a couple of huge forearms. Cole tries getting into the ring out of Sanctuary, but it gets thrown over the announce table. Uh Uh-oh, and now the announce table's coming into play. 
And Gagala's going to look to put Adam Cole for the announce table. Well, we're not seeing Johnny wrestling. We're not seeing Johnny take over. Looks like we're going to see Johnny badass. But Cole catches him. Double underhook. Plants oh. Gagano into the table. But the table don't go through. Again, hit with his former tag team partner. His bitter rivals move. And the way Gagano's head just bounced off that announce table. I think he might be out. And Cole doesn't mind getting a count out win. Any means necessary. And I don't think Gagano's going to make it. But it's not a bad way to go. His referee's on six. Seven. Nine. nine. Oh, oh, no. Gagano in just in the nick of time. But as he walks right into Adam Cole's DIY kick as well. One, two. two. Oh, Gagala gets his shoulder up at two. Two. And Adam Cole give it. He's furious. Is that just going to fire up Adam Cole though? I don't know what left. Well, I don't know what Adam Cole's got left. But Gagalo has got a glazed over look in his oh, eye. Fucking hell, he's got a bit of a gash above his right eye as well, hasn't he? I suppose with the adrenaline pumping though, he won't even feel it till after the match. And now Adam Cole's got his eyes set on Gagano. And the crowd's still split. He lowers the knee pad, perhaps, for one last time. And is this the end for Gagano? No, manages to catch the incoming Cole with a super kick, but gets caught with one from Cole. Canadian destroyer again, but Gagano catches him, turns it into the Gagano escape. And now can he clasp... Oh, no, Roger... Oh, for fuck's sake! (laughs) How to completely fuck up a perfectly good match. Cole from behind. Gagano's got the Gagano escape locked in this time. And Cole's tapping out. And Strong strikes the ref and Kyle O'Reilly's in. Handsome O'Reilly with a rake to the eyes. Oh, come on, ref. How do you not see that? What the fuck's going on? Not like this. Oh, oh. and Cole kicks Gagano into the referee. Prime for the other members of the undeserving era to come in and. Oh! And double team Gagano, O'Reilly and Fish. Strong throws the referee back in. Not like this! No! One, two, yeah! <laughs> Gagano manages to kick out. Oh! Well, the undisputed era getting involved, and that still can't put Gagano away. <laughs> Come on, Johnny. Fucking hell, you see that chavy go mad? Well, we're helping his friends. Talk about the numbers, the odds, everything. And it's going to be a last shot. And this might be the end of Gagano's dreams. No, he throws Cole over the top rope into the other three members of the Undisputed Era. Fish, O'Reilly and Strong scatter like dominoes. Gagalo throwing Cole in, but he's going after Strong in the ring post. Ducks a kick from Bobby Fish. Catches O'Reilly. <laughs> Kicks Fish on the way down. Tornado to Carl O'Reilly. <laughs> now spurred on by the fans. Come on, you Spurs. Oh. Goes into a super kick from Cole. One to the front of the head, one to the back. Last, Last shot. Goes for the cover. One, two, Oh, my God. 
Gagano manages to kick out. Oh. And the crowd can't believe it. He gave not just his last shot, but his best shot and couldn't get the job done. Oh, Cole's giving him everything he's got and everything the Undisputed Era's got. What more could he have in his repertoire? Well, Gagano's dead weight and Cole saying this is over. It's Adam Cole's time. One last shot. Gagano dodges it. Gagano escape. Can he get it in? He has. He's got it. Cole's got nowhere to go at the moment. Oh, no. Looking to get to the bottom rope, but Gagano rolls through. Tap. Oh, Cole taps. And Johnny Gagano. Finally. Is your new NXT champion. Johnny champion. Johnny Gagano. Johnny takeover. Johnny wrestling. And like you said, Dan... Johnny Champion, what did you think of that match? Absolutely fucking brilliant. Even the interference from the Undisputed Era playing to a win for them, I think it was the best way of doing it. And yes, it is probably the best match that I've seen Adam Cole in. Uh, it's one of the best matches. It's obviously going to be on the, the match of the year candidate. Uh, but this was fantastic stuff. And credit to Adam Cole for that. Was it as good or better than the Raiders versus Black O'Shea at the kickoff of the show? Yeah, I think it was better. Yeah, this match is the best. So if you said that one's got to be a five, what is this one then? Uh, this, this is match of the year candidate. This is a this five is a, and a quarter. This is a classic encounter. This is better than Gagano versus Cien as well. Like if you look throughout the, the annals of NXT greatest matches, this may possibly be the greatest match of NXT history. It's how good it better was than in the Falls. Honest to goodness, this, this here told the story. You didn't know which way it was going to go. And look at this now at the end. Candice LeRae. And she celebrates with her husband who's finally the champion after all the hard work, all the trials and tribulations that they had. They can finally think it was worth it. And Goldie is now with Johnny Gagano. And what an unbelievable moment as well. You know, no one has deserved the championship so much. And right here at WrestleMania weekend, what WrestleMania weekend's all about. But credit to Adam Cole and the Unspeakable, they look good at defeat. And hopefully they can respond from this. You know, if you'd run a Cole Gagano, I'll be definitely into it. Means I'll start as well. Points-wise, it ends 4-2 to me. Both get point for that. 4-2, and of course, I win the takeover. But what a takeover it has been, Dan. What are your thoughts on that main event? Unbelievable, isn't it? It was... It was great, and it's not only the match, but it, the look and feeling of relief that Johnny must be feeling as well now. You know, finally, after doing everything he can against Tommaso Ciampa to try and get the title from him, and, you know, just going up against all and every single obstacle that the Puppet Master's been put in his way, and it's just like the culmination of the perfect story for him. Without a shadow of a doubt, it's been fantastic. And what better way to end in that feel-good moment with Gagano getting a victory, even after the Undisputed Era attack, even everything else, all the obstacles and injuries, finally getting the job done. Really, really great stuff. Uh, as a takeover, fantastic. You talk about, you know, the card in itself. The first match, Raw Raiders versus Ricochet and Black. What a fantastic way to start, Dan, you know? It was uh, an absolute classic, classic encounter between the two. Um, Raiders definitely have gone up a lot in my estimation as well. You know, they've gone from someone who are 
I don't know, did they deserve to be here? But after seeing that, and Hansen as well, I mean, he, for a big guy's remote, yeah. Rowe, very good as well. I think these two guys can carry the tag team division between them. Well, that, and I think they're probably the best book tag team champions at the moment when you look at overall. Plus, Ricochet's full away slam as well uh, on... Um, Hansen was a thing of you know what I mean you, you don't think oh yeah he's going to be a strip but it was actually really really great to see that fantastic match and the respect afterwards as well like you know saying goodbye to Ricochet and uh, Ali B was was really great you know uh, you know it, and it, how much NXT is meant to the both of them you can see with tears in their eyes you know it meant a whole lot to him just to be there and you know giving respect to the fans that have helped build them up in you know in NXT as well. Yeah, no, honestly, it was, it was a great way to start the show. And doing moves on North America Championship Riddle versus Dream. Weren't sure which way he's going to go, but I was uh, really impressed with both men in this. It told a great story, didn't it? You know. Yeah, again, you know, it wasn't a terrible match. Dream looked very good. Even Riddle didn't look too bad. Um, and the ending as well. It's I don't know. It's it's like. Fucking hell, Dream managed to escape. Yeah. And it was because he was on the receiving end of the punishment throughout the whole fucking match. And, you know, you think, fuck me, this is going to be a riddle beatdown and, and an elementary victory for him. But the way Dream managing to escape and just catching kind of an unexperienced NXT performer in Riddle. Well, without a shadow of that, and that's the story telling Riddle, we played, you know, Hill maybe majority of that match, still looked quite good, you know. So for the Raiders versus Blackershay, what did you score that match? I gave that five out of five. Yeah, five. And Riddle and Dream, I like the way Riddle played that Hill off well, and uh, I like the way Velvet Dream, you know, came through the victory. I gave that four and... a quarter out of five. I gave that a four out of five. It, you know, it wasn't a terrible match, but I don't know. It was, it was missing something a little slight bit. Uh, then we had Pete Dunne versus Walter. It was everything I wanted and more. Yeah, it was a slow way to start, but the attitude of Dunne throughout the whole match, that look on his face saying, I don't sweat you. You know, even through it, uh, to, to fight his way, you know, scratching and clawing, just showed why he's been a champion for 700 days. You know, a really great effort. But Walter, you know, how many men have withstood the kind of joint manipulation and what can Dunn can do? And even with like a broken couple of fingers, I think Walter was always going to kind of get the job done in a way because of how dominant he was. And to finish it off, we talk about how to end things. You know, with that power bomb off the top and then a big splash by the big man, you know, Dunn was down and it was shocking to hear the free count go down but uh well i think it's exciting times for him as uk champ plus i think dunn has been incredible of being champion as well again you know it leaves questions unanswered you know what's next for dunn is he going to stay around in nxt uk is he going to go to american nxt or is he going to go to the main roster and uh try and hone his craft there he's been around for a little while now you know he, he held the championship for you know, what, nearly 700 days. Mm. And he certainly has made that championship credible. Yeah. He, you know, we, we, we've we questioned the credibility of the Universal Championship, whether that is, you know, it can stand up to one of the top titles in WWE or slash NXT. And we've no doubt about the NXT UK Championship in that respect. What did you give that out of five? I gave that a four and a quarter. I gave that a four and a half out of five. So I thought it was better than Riddle and Dream. And it's that the same view then with that scoring. 
Women's Championship up next. Uh, what are your thoughts on the match? It wasn't a terrible match. It had some good moments, but it had some slow bits. Um, I'd, again, you know, it's it was good because Shania Baszler was kind of watered down a bit. But, you know, I would like to have seen a bit more interaction between Kari Sane and Io Shirai. I'd like to have seen them have a good little solid go at it to each against each other. Um, you know, or, or maybe like all three women kind of getting Shayna Baszler and yeah. like, you know, just planting her for an announce table or something. Um, the, the best thing about that match was is that Shayna Baszler, yeah, she may have got the victory, but she'd done it without the help of Jezamine Duke and Marina Shafir, which is, I think, is probably the most poignant point to take away from that match. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, hopefully, as well, we see a few months down the line, uh, Shai versus Sane for the the Women's Championship. I think that would be cracking to see that, you know, that feud to kind of, even you could use friendship, and just move Basler on after a while. But we've done all we can. If Mauro Ronaldo's referring to her as Oscar-like, then there's there's no, you know, Basler doesn't need to, to break a record or whatever it is. She can just move on. Obviously, she's getting made as a replacement for Rousey once she, you know, kind of moves on. But still, I think as a match-wise, it wasn't bad. I gave it three and three quarters out of five. I gave that a three and a half. So I'm just like dropping a quarter on you. Right? Dropping a quarter, basically. Um, I, I thought it was still good. Bianca Blair, you know, I liked her in parts. And then, of course, the main event that we've just seen now, Dan. <laughs> I know, it's, it's been incredible stuff as uh, Johnny Wrestling now celebrating with his family. His dad, he wasn't at the takeover last time he fought for the NXT title. Family and friends, it's a great moment. But what a match it was. It was a very good match. And, you know, as we said at the end, it was probably one of the best that we've seen on NXT, maybe even WWE. Um, a great ending as well. You know, the false finishes. Was Johnny Gagano going to get counted out? Was the numbers game going to go against him? Was the last shot going to go against him? You know, and then finally, finally, Gagano achieves his dream. And, you know, what is next for Gagano? What is next for Cole? Right, interesting. It's a good question, isn't it? You know, from this as opposed to Gagano, why did they do that? The story told throughout the whole match was a thing of beauty from, from either man. And the crowd really behind Cole. So it made, like said, the full finish would mean even more when they kind of yeah. wanted Cole to get the job done. And it's seen as he was a placement for Champa. It didn't feel that way in this match. No, you know what no. I mean? And I think that's what really well. Uh, yeah, I mean, if... We gave the open match five out of five. I guess I give this six out of five. I don't know how I rank it then. What was what it? Five out of five again. But... I'm going to give it five and one eighth because I've given a five and a half, I think, before. Have you given five and a half? So, well, you know, it's if something exceeds the top score, that looks like Jared. Well, don't forget, we're Candice LeRae with uh, Johnny Gagano. Johnny is now our champion. Yeah, definitely match of the night as well, wasn't it? You know, that shadow of a doubt, the main event. Gagano and Candice LeRae celebrating. And oh my God, Dan, look who it is. Oh. Maybe it was a ruse. He's behind me, isn't he? And Chompa wearing a neck brace. Oh. Embraces his former friend, bitter enemy. <laughs> and, you know, when someone like that achieves his dream, does everything... Kind of get put on the back burner. I think it does. Uh, even Candice Ray, see how genuinely happy she is. Chump saying you deserve it. The black heart is here. Looking at Goldie, it's now Gagano's. 
And what a moment. And what moments we've seen talk about the sign of spec, Ricochet and Black, Riddle and Dream, and now finally at the end. Well, as you know, as we said after the first couple of matches, should this have been renamed <laughs> NXT TakeOver Respect? I mean, Gagano got the championship off Chompa, probably not the way he wanted to, but very impressively, yeah. nonetheless. And it's a beautiful moment here. Well done for NXT. They said, always deliver. And they should, like I said, either take over respect or take over just awesome because it's been brilliant here. Uh, it's really difficult to score. I think the only thing overall that for me lets it down is the quality of the women's match. I think if it's a singles women match, then, you know, I, I think it would have been 10 out of 10. For me, I'm going to give this a 9 and a quarter low out of 10 because that's how good it was. I'm going to give it a 9 and a half because I think, you know, as, as you say, it was one match that let it down, but everything else was either strong or overly strong. And even the women's match, it wasn't, t- it was bearable. Yeah, it was good. It was not, it was a good match. You know, you there, know, yeah. there wasn't many quiet moments during it. It it was, you know, it wasn't the best women's match we've seen. I mean, if that would have had an Oscar versus Nikki Cross fucking oh, last woman yeah, standing yeah, yeah. match, this it, would have been 11 out of 10. Yeah. Oh, even Tony Storm versus Yo Show, or you know what I mean? Or something, Kari saying in, in that mould there maybe would have made it better. Indeed, but I, I think it was an absolute brilliant takeover and I don't even think of WrestleMania. Honestly, I think we've completed wrestling with just, just one event, you know? But overall, yeah, nine and a half, I think that is a very fair score. <laughs> what else is there to say on it? Well, so let's watch right now the NXT after TakeOver. All right, so let's wrap up then TakeOver and Mania week with the last episode of NXT, episode 501, and it's the 10th of April. We start with a highlight package of everything which happened at TakeOver New York, and then it's our new theme song from Slipknot, and it's swanky new intro video. Nigel McGuinness, Mauro Ronaldo, and Percy Watson slash Jackson welcomes to the show as Candice Wrestling makes her entrance. And that brings us to our first match. It's Candice LeRae versus Aaliyah or Numph. Numph. I do like Numph. We saw her on Breaking Ground. She's come out here with Vanessa Bourne. And the action now, we've seen a lot of the, the NXT women's division recently, of course, with the four women fighting at TakeOver. Do you think either of these two stand a chance in the long run in the women's division? I think Candice LeRae stands more of a chance than pretty much any other woman because, you know, obviously uh husband, Johnny Wrestling, has kind of become NXT champion. So it would be kind of like the... The cherry on top of the icing, if it was yeah. Candice Lloyd to become women's champion. Well, the, the thing with me with Candice is that, uh, and what we've seen with videos, you know, going against Joey Ryan and people like that, we know she's a great talent in herself, and it would be a little bit of a shame if they were just to make her out as Johnny's wife, and that's it, because I think Candice Lloyd, in her own right, can uh, really bring the action. But it's numph in the early going, going in the attack, 
And she's definitely getting confidence. You know, we've seen her wrestle now. I mean, she started at a very basic level. And, you know, is trying to make her way up. Uh-oh. Well, I made her way back into the ring and got drop-kicked immediately by Candice. And now yep. Larray looks set to go flying. Well, Bourne to the outside, checking on Numph. No, she was just going to do a baseball side, but Numph and Bourne moved out of the way. Candice Ray with a 619 type kick to the head of Aaliyah. And now she's going to make her way back in, but it's Vanessa Bourne causing distraction at ringside. Larray back on the apron, and Numph just grabbing the arm and basically choking Candice on that second rope. Bounces her head first off the mat. And it's aggressive style here by Numph as you're looking to bring it. It'll be a huge victory for her. She's too much about rolling and flipping and nipping and then mm. as opposed to wrestling. Well, that's the thing. She hit the knee and then did a flip instead of taking advantage. But now she's uh, stomping Cadiz down in the corner. And walking her dry. And showing her aggressive style. And now got hold of Candice. Head first to the mat. Goes for the cover. But only a one count. One. And now it's done for the submission. And uses Candice's arms to choke herself out. Oh, Candice managing to roll Numph off the submission. Operation rolled into the corner. He comes a liar in, but Candice moves. But it's still Numph for the ascendancy. Now she's got the back of Candice. Does Candice kind of struggling against Numph kind of uh, push her back a couple of steps as, a cu- as opposed to elevating her? I mean, Numph's probably, what, the sixth or seventh best woman on the card, and... That's of a card of about eight women. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? But you've got to try and make her look a bit competitive as you just hit a huge boot on Candice. This might be it. Upset. Goes for the cover. But no, Larray up at two. Two. Uh, but they said Candice is a better talent. She deserves better. But at the moment, we'd look at the women's division NXT. It's not as strong as it's been, is it? So you have to try and kind of, you know, build people, whether it be a liar. But she might have just bitten off more. She too. She just slapped Candice. Goes for a kick to the midsection. Candice catches the foot. Boots Numph down. Follows that with a huge clothesline. And now this might be Candice's comeback. Big back elbow. Trying to get the crowd into it. Oh, and then step up. Sent on. I don't think she's finished yet. Here she comes now. Off the second rope. Springboard moonsault. One, two... Free. Wow, and puts a lie away there. It was like the lion wasn't it? It was a lion's but a little bit botched there. She didn't hit it all, did she? But she got the job done. We expect yeah. Candice uh, to win that match. And Numph, she's picking things up slowly, isn't it? I don't think there's anything really else to add to that match. No, not at all. All right, so we move on. Yes, uh, well, do you want to read this bit, James? Because right. it's, uh, it's our man, Buddy Murphy. <laughs> We've always liked Murphy. I've always been a big fan of his, yeah. Yeah. Percy introduces a video package of Velveteen's dream successful North American title defence over Matt Riddle from last Friday. And we get a tease of his next defence with a video of him talking Buddy Murphy at WrestleMania. We're going to have more news on that in a little bit. But, I mean, my God, you're, uh, our man, Buddy our Murphy. Our former NXT champion, <laughs> the man, Buddy Murphy. I mean, I've always liked him. I've, yeah. always, I've always predicted big things for yeah. him. But, you know, he's gone from NXT. To 205 Live, is he jumping back up to NXT? Well, it looked that way. And, you know, he's, he's definitely got the kind of size and look about him to be a success. And he jumped straight into the North American title feud with Velveteen Dream. If it's just a one-off match, it brings so much more. It brings so many more eyes to Buddy Murphy as well. And we'll keep a, cle- we'll keep a close on that. Well, Mauro handles the highlights of War Raiders takeover opening title. Ronaldo handles the highlights of the War Raiders takeover opening tag title win over Ali B and Ricochet 
and then we see general manager and William, uh, general manager William Regal and Triple H introducing Kushida before the show. Now we saw Kushida at the start of the year special. She he signed with NXT. He should be a really exciting talent. He can go in the ring. So is he more of a Shinsuke Nakamura type level, or is he a Kota Ibushi? Well, let's see what happens. For I was I was surprised he wasn't on Two Hundred Five Live straight out the gates. But like I said, if we've got a plan for him, then let's hope he's more Nakamura than he is Atami. You know. Uh, up next, it's Jason. Uh, sorry. Up next, it's Jackson Riker versus Danny Birch, and of course, we've seen these two teams uh, mixing it up lately. Forgotten Sons knocking uh, one and two out of the Dusty Rose Classic. And then Riker beating, I think it was Lorcan in singles action. Now he's going against Danny Birch. Oh, oh Birch <laughs> comes straight out though. Running drop kick, headbutt to the chest, goes for a cover. Oh. Barely gets a one count. One. But I think Danny Birch has scouted Jackson Riker and said, right, let's try and put him away in the early going. If anybody could do it, it's the veteran Brit. He's got such a great style and it's on the offence. Lines, step up in security. I think it was blocked by Riker. Head first off the top turn buckle, but Birch manages to get elbow up to the goes up to the second rope, but gets his legs swept from underneath him from Jackson Riker. And now Riker just with a clubbing blows, and we talked about this as well with Forgotten Sons and Riker not being involved. Does this give him a chance now? Of course, he's a former gunner in TNA, so we've seen a little bit more than maybe others. I mean, he's a guy that needs to learn. I think NXT is a kind of perfect place for him at the moment he doesn't look out of place right now does he you know he doesn't indeed no you, you know you can kind of tell that he's uh he's i don't know is he would you class classify him as kind of like the leader of the forgotten sons this is the weird thing isn't it so I, I guess at the moment you know we, even though he doesn't talk a lot he's kind of like the, the main focus maybe he's more like the the security at the moment in time when it comes to uh the forgotten sons but i think Riker definitely um hasn't put a foot wrong yeah even though it's very monstery style that we have seen in NXT and WWE when it comes to Riker. But it does work. He does look quite intimidating, you know, especially with, uh, with all the tattoos and he is in good shape. And at the moment, he's just dominating Danny Birch. But never discredit Birch. No, he's uh, as tough as a $2 steak. He's as tough as he looks. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's uh, when we look at the, the, the British strong style when it comes to like Pete Dunne or indeed Danny Birch. He definitely back it up. He gets caught in a sleeper, but hits a jawbreaker to get out of it, and then just a huge chop to Riker's chest. And again, backing up the big man, but he seems to like it. Birch with a clothesline. Riker's still not off his feet. Oh, trying to bring everything he's got to Riker. Corner clothesline. Step up. Kick to the head. Up to the second. Lovely seated drop kick. And that finally knocks Riker down, even though he's stumbling. Danny Birch is very agile for a 37-year-old. He's brilliant, isn't he? You know, I do love Danny Birch. Dispatches Cutler and Blake. <laughs> Only Larkin comes in. A flying crossbody takes them both down. And is this Danny Birch's chance to put Riker away? Uh-oh, no. Jackson catches him. No. Birch with a small package, but only gets a two count. Two. And then a double-axe smash there. Maybe changing things. He's got him round the throat. Oh, chokeslam set out powerbomb. Two, three. Well, Jackson Riker gets the win. He calls it the Widowmaker. And he's put Birch away there. Is that impressive by Jackson Riker? I'm, it... not, I'm not too keen on the term Widowmaker because wasn't that um, Victoria's it finisher? It was actually. And it was a completely it, yeah. different it finisher. Chest up down, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what he's calling it. But are you really impressed with Riker in this match? 
Well, he seems, you know, certainly seems strong. I did like, you know, the, the mild interference as well. That was impressive. As Jackson Riker loads Birch up for a second Widowmaker, but only Lorkin comes into his defence. He gets caught by the throat. And now the other two members of the Forgotten Sun comes in, and only Lorkin's <laughs> doing his best to fight them off, but... After a little while, the numbers game gets a bit too much for him. Well, there's only so much the Chops could do, and now the Forgotten Sun's just beaten down one and two. And this feud looks like it's just getting started. Oh, my God. Well, who would you see joining uh, the team of one and two? I'd, 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 at the moment, if Pete Dunne is available, bring him in. I have no doubt in my mind that he would make that team stronger. I think the thing is, with the British talent, that's a perfect story, or even anybody from NXT... If you'd pick a, a third man, who'd be good teaming up with Lorcan and Birch? Yeah, I, I don't know. Is there a Canadian knocking about in NXT? Because like, you got the Brit, American, Canadian. Oh, yeah, you can have that or you get an Asian. Yeah, but... you know, I'm not trying to be stereotypical. No, we have like United Nations or something like that. But the storyline is open for a third man, whatever face it will be, you know? Well, Nigel tells us about the fatal four-way where Shayna Baszler retained her women's title over Io Shirai, Kari Sane and Bianca Belair when she submitted the EST. We see the fallout interview where Basler tells Sarah Shreba she's never losing the belt. Well, we then get a Billy Eilish scored recap of Walter and in Pete Dunne's historic UK Championship reign. Faces an interview of Vows, there will be a rematch. Johnny Gagano and Adam Cole's NXT title match from Barclays gets the full unseen footage treatment. We see the clip released after the show where Adam Cole begins to blame Roderick Strong for his loss, and then Undisputed Era chases off the cameras when they notice they're being filmed. So, a uh, bit of distinction in uh, the Undeserving Era. Mm, yeah, and the thing is, is you got, you, you got to ask yourself this, is it Adam Cole, everybody's questioning his leadership, or is it Roderick Strong, who's got a problem there? So, there's plenty of ways they could kind of make this into an interesting storyline here, whether they kick Strong out, or they try and take Cole down. Well, you know, since... Um, since they've kind of had Bobby Fish back into the fold, do they really need Roderick Strong anymore? Well, this is the thing. I don't think they do. I think uh, maybe a woman would fit in there better if they're kind of trying to take over the whole thing. I don't think Strong's strong enough, sorry about the pun, uh, for the North American Championship, you know? Well, indeed, yes. You know, especially he's going to have to kind of dethrone... Uh, Velveteen Dream, or maybe it might be Buddy Murphy. Exactly, and Matt Riddle wants to throw his hat in the ring as well at some point as well. So it's very interesting at the moment as it heats up in NXT. But then does, if like Adam Cole wins, say, the North American Championship and the Undeserving Era win the Tag Team Championships, does that mean his prophecy has come true if they've kind of kicked out? I suppose Roderick it would Trump? be, yeah, if it's kind of the original member. You know, Strong's not kind of the original part of the team. I mean, it'd be interesting times to come and it adds another layer to the Undisputed Era because they've got to start doing something with them soon. Because, like I said, if they're not being successful, then you have to kind of bring something else into it. Uh, but speaking, we talked about the tag team titles there, and of course the War Raiders that dominate the tag team division. But in our main event, we're going to get the Street Profits versus a team that I'm quite fond of, Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eichner, the EU connection, and in a really big match here uh, against Street Profits. But I'm not really sure, 100% on the Street Profits. What about you? They're certainly over with the fans. I think they was recently evolved tag team champions for a little while. Uh, they've certainly not so much in NXT. No, I, don't I think, mean, they've yeah. been floundering for a little while. Uh, but is this what you would class as a number one contenders match? Well, it's weird, again, because we talked about the women's division earlier. Tag team division isn't at its strongest. And you could say uh, Eichner and 
Barthel really should be in NXT UK if you want to be a part of it, you know. But the Street Profits here are probably one of the most high-profile tag teams on the roster. And yeah, they've been around for a long time as well. So they want to make an impact soon. There's but- certainly a couple of characters, but the amount of times where we've said, you know, this division's not as strong as it should be, that division's not as strong as it should be, but... Yeah, takeover after takeover after takeover. They're scoring nines, nine and a yeah. So, you know, it's they get they're their, still they, yeah. pulling it out. They get there in the end, didn't they, with the, the big matches. But with the tag team titles, this, this takeover, they had to get two single stars to be involved to make it a competitive matchup. Well, so, you know, we, we say like, the women's are strong, but with Ali B and Ricochet, they've all but moved up to the main roster. Chomp was out injured. You've got Johnny Gagano. Velveteen Dream it's going to have to rely on Matt Riddle well, the thing, as yeah, much as people you hate that, that well Buddy Murphy as well maybe use people from 205 like nah. Pete, Pete Dunn as well could be another star of NXT you know he's done all he's can in NXT but UK. wouldn't you say he deserves to go up to the main roster he's already kind of shown I, his what he can do in NXT before the NXT UK brand was about but when you want to I mean if, they're, if they'll use him better in NXT than he would do in the main roster oh, I'd yeah. want to see him jobbed out and being on main event yeah don't get me wrong you know, I'd love to see him go from UK champion NXT cha- or North American champion NXT champion and then just literally go through like working off the titles right got that one Intercontinental yeah, yeah, US. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Become like a proper Grand Slam champ. And he's got the time to do it yeah. as well. Well, you talk about time, you know, some people do get chucked uh, up to the main roster, uh, you know, really quickly. And there's some people like Angelo Dawkins and the Street Profits who have been around for years. And it wasn't until he started teaming up with Montez Ford and formed the Street Profits that he finally get a bit of traction in NXT. And at the moment, well, we saw Ford starting early. But don't get me wrong, Street, Profit, Street Profits are very, very athletic. And we can see that ability with Ford kind of landing his feet and avoiding the flips. Uh, and you've got, like, you know, the, the smaller athletic one and you've got the bigger hard-hitting one that's going to come in for the hot tag, clean house. So, yeah, you know, I think they're, they're, they have the makings of a very good tag team. And, you know, again, they're certainly over with the fans. They've got their good little gimmick. Without a doubt, you know, and I think credit to Eichner and Barthel has got to take over this match, slow it down a little bit. Uh, Marcel Barthel should say he's kind of got that look about. Him. I don't want to compare him to William Regal, but he's kind of got that sneer that he looks down at you that I, I quite appreciate. I think that character can be used quite well, and Eichner could do stuff in the ring that you wouldn't expect. But Ford has been worked on by the EU connections. Finally, got the tag to Dawkins, who comes in and shoves Barthel into Eichner, or Eichner into Barthel. No, he's big man's in, and he's on fire, baby. And it's Marcel's been thrown around. Very suplex machine-like. <laughs> he takes out Eichner and Marcel. And Ford's all tied up in the ring ropes. Oh, very innovative uh, drop kicks there. Looked like double drive-bys, didn't it? And then Barcel with a kick into Eichner. And we Oh, my God. Brain buster down. Suicide dive to take out Dawkins. Well, that was nice by Marcel. We don't see him flying often now. Eichner. Double springboard moonsault. One, two. Oh, no. Kick out. Uh-huh. And what a huge victory it would have been for Eichner right there. So close yet so far. And now Eichner wants Barthel back in his corner. And now Eichner's going to pick him up to powerbomb Ford. Here comes Barthel. Oh. Well, he kind of... Uh... Just as Eichner is about to powerbomb uh, Ford, Dawkins comes in and spears him. And Barthel sends Dawkins to the outside. 
Ford gets a blind. Uh, uh, sorry, Dawkins gets a blind tag from Ford. Now he's got Barthel on his shoulders. Oh. Okay, now electric chair blockbuster. One, two, three. And the Street Profits get the job done. And I'm going to say this. I think they stole that victory there because Eichner and Barthel were in control the majority of that match. But I don't think it's too bad. Dan, what were your thoughts? No, it was a very entertaining. I think it was quite quick. It's not a show-stealing tag team match that we've seen. Like, you know, a lot of the ones we've seen on NXT. But it was reasonably strong and... Street Profits certainly deserve their victory. And again, you know, I don't want to go comparing them, but they've got slight New Day-esque bits about them. You know, not just because they're of African descent, but, you know, just their mannerisms about it, especially uh, Montez Ford. Yeah, I mean, they're both quite entertaining and they are great athletes. And let's hope they get a proper storyline now and a feud to focus on in NXT but I think with Barthel and Eitner as well, you know, you can use them in NXT like this or you can drop them down to NXT UK and actually have them as a serious threat. But anyway, not a bad episode of NXT. And we talked about earlier, NXT North America champion Velvety Dream appears to have his eyes, all three of them locked on Buddy Murphy. In two new videos posted on the Dream's Twitter account, the superstar provocateur can be seen mocking the unstoppable after his cruiserweight title loss to Tony Nese on the WrestleMania kickoff. Yeah, Velveteen Dream North American title against Matt Riddle at TakeOver not only ridiculed the Australian superstar over losing the cruiserweight championship, but also accused Murphy of being, able to, being unable to handle the spotlight. Now, Dream, I love you, son, but please, there's a few things you don't do. You don't spit in the wind, you don't tongue the Superman's cape, and you do not say that Murphy can't get the job done. Uh, or handle the spotlight, because when he does show up, and it's been confirmed now, on NXT it's going to be the Dream versus Murphy for North America Championship, there will be, and I'm predicting it right now, you're a new North America Champion, and it will be our man, Buddy Murphy. So interesting times, and like I said, it is WrestleMania week, so after TakeOver, uh, we've got news about WrestleMania, Raw, and SmackDown. News! Well, WrestleMania had the most title changes in a single WWE event ever. Out of 16 matches on the card, nine of them were title matches, and when you factor in the main event was for both titles, the changes. Only the Usos and Samoa Joe, who defended the tag, SmackDown Tag Team titles and United States titles respectively, managed to hang on to their belts. For Joe, it was a quick one-two, finishing off the injured Rey Mysterio in one minute. Well, Tony Nese, Kurt Hawkins is that rider. Seth Rollins, the Iconics, Kofi Kingston, Finn Balor and Becky Lynch were all crowned winners throughout the seven and a half hour night as the Cruiserweight, Raw, Universal, Women's, WWE Heavyweight, Intercontinental and Raw owners. Well, didn't they, um, didn't the uh, SmackDown tag teams change hands on the Tuesday anyway? Because the hardest... Oh, apart from the quick United States title match, the two other title matches were over relatively quick. After the bell, officially it only took Seth Rollins 2 minutes and 30 seconds to win the Universal title from Brock Lesnar. The other quick match was Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental title, and Demon Balor was crowned new champion just 4 minutes and 5 seconds later. Yeah, and Ronda Rousey broke her right hand in the main event of WrestleMania as well, according to sources. The plan was always for her to take a break but this just seals it. it was first reported by dave Meltzer, who's a dickhead if you're listening dave you're a cunt well Douglas's retirement from wrestling after wrestlemania defeat to triple h he said to all the WWE fans across the world that gave me the opportunity to suspend your disbelief thank you wrote the 50 year old on instagram 
He don't look 50, does he? No, nah, he looks great, Shane. <clears throat> well, f- from the biggest part of my heart, thank you for letting me entertain you. Tonight was my storybook ending, and I wanted to leave you with all I had to give. I'll miss this theatre of violence more than I can express in words, but I'm officially retiring from sports entertainment. I'm proud of what I've accomplished. I leave in good health, and without doubt, the show will go on. I've had a hell of a run. Thank you for the journey. Another story as well uh, was Sasha Banks apparently tried to quit after WrestleMania when she found out she was losing the tag team titles. She apparently on Twitter, she's unfollowed WWE and started following AEW. So, you know, the, the thing is now is there's a chance for talent. If they play it right, and I think Banks is playing the game well, is if you make, just look at what happened at the Revival. Just look at the, well, obviously not the Revival now, but beforehand, we'll use those with the tag team titles as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll you let know. you win the titles. And then as soon as they've signed the contract, the ink weren't even fucking dry. Right. Hawkins... 269 match losing streak is going to end against you. Yeah. <laughs> but Becky Lynch, the man, has been on Twitter and has said that she will fight Sasha Banks anytime, anywhere. So if she's making a deal of it, of course, she's one of the four horses. Will there be a storyline down the road? But for Banks, she has to play these games because she's got to be treated as a star. She needs to position herself. If she was to go over AEW, there is no doubt in my mind she would be the kind of top women over there as well. You know, So this is a beautiful thing when it comes to competition if AEW are going to be a serious threat. you know. But they're all signing to a company that hasn't even started any productions yet. I mean, like, I think All In's going to be their first mm-hmm. official production. And then, you know, there, there's no reports of with them. You know, I, I wish them all the best. Yeah. I, I, we, you know, we're here to, to, like I said, we're looking at WrestleMania and WWE, of course, but the latest news for AEW was they're looking to get the TV deal done for Tuesday nights uh, by TNT, which was the same people that run Nitro, WCW. of course, throughout the, the years, well, Turner Broadcasting, if they can get through with that. But there are rumours at the moment, nothing is really confirmed. Uh, and like I said, the next event is all in anyway, so they're building towards that. Anyway, what did your a week after now, basically? I, I thought it was it was a very entertaining WrestleMania. It was probably one of the best WrestleManias, i say, that we've done since the podcast started. It was a very, very, very good feel-good factor for a WrestleMania. Um, you know, despite the depth of talent, it seems like, you know, there was a couple of people missing from it as well. Yeah, uh, but I don't think that kind of really uh, made it miss it out. I think WrestleMania is a big show. I think the only problem with it was how long it was. You need to cull it up to really enjoy it. And I, I think they'll never do it anyway. But what's, why not have a WrestleMania on a Saturday and a Sunday night? You know, you could have had... Yeah, your, your kickoff matches then involved in the main show, or even have an hour kickoff and three hours of WrestleMania on a Saturday. Main event by Kofi versus Brian, and then on your Sunday night you can start off. You can even have Lesnar versus Rollins to start off the show. Then on Sunday, and you end it with uh, Lynch. The fans won't get bored because you're sitting there for three or four hours, and you'll be able to enjoy all those moments as well. You know and. They'd get twice the amount of money from ticket sales. Yeah, this is the thing. And or you can even do a deal. You can buy your ticket and you spend an extra whatever it is and you can get both tickets for both nights or you can get your individual tickets as well and your Hall of Fame ceremony, you know, you can be involved in that. You can even have the Hall of Famers come out and do a little thing as a, a pre-show for it. You know what I mean? You, you can yeah. do little things. They will never do that. I think eight hours is just too long for a wrestling show. Don't get me wrong. I love... The fact that all day WrestleMania, wherever it is, but that's why the main event was affected a little bit. You know, you talk about the botch finish and whatever it is. The referee did get fined for that, uh, yeah. for, for the, the finish. 
Uh, so, you know, it, it was a bit to blame. But then again, you're in the biggest match of your life. We were surprised he was a referee anyway. You know, you, yeah. you had people like Mike Chioda or Charles Robinson who could have gone in there and done the job effectively, you know. Uh, but I think WrestleMania was good. But the thing is, is that you just, eight hours, you just can't it's, it is a bit too much. And, you know, it, especially if you factor in everything that's happened over the weekend, it does. Because, you know, you've, you're, obviously the Raw after Mania is a very good one as well. And the SmackDown after Mania. And then, you know, you've got the NXT after Mania, the 205 Live after Mania. Uh, you, you factor all that in. And especially for us over here in England, sunny old England, that, uh, you know, we've got jobs as well because podcasting doesn't pay as much as we hope it would. And, you know, it kind of messes up with our sleep pattern as well because, you know, we're going to sleep at, what, four, five, six o'clock in the morning on Monday morning. And that's the time I'm usually getting up for work. So, yeah, yeah I've, I've literally just recovered. I think last night was the last proper kind of sleep I've had since WrestleMania week. And like I said, it does take it out of you. But the thing is, is that the Raw after Mania always gets kind of uh, talked up as being like a really huge one. Me, I didn't really think it was is that great. Maybe because WrestleMania we had so many good, feel-good moments, it kind of took away from Raw a little bit. Uh, but we were, it, was a, it was a few moments on Raw that we talk about. I mean, we won't go through the kind of the whole show. They did tease a Kofi versus Rollins winner-take-all match. Didn't like that. that they, they did that and then didn't give it to us at the end. Uh, but we did have a couple of bits of news, didn't we? Yes, we had The Undertaker making his return. I don't know what about WrestleMania, or was there just so much going on at WrestleMania that they're like, oh, we give him something for yeah. Monday Night Raw, so we have The Undertaker return in there. Yeah, exactly. I, did, I really didn't understand that. We'd have got us a bonus point as well on a Sunday night if it happened. <laughs> it would have done as well, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you see, uh, oh, guitar playing douche, he was kind of saying, oh, yeah, John Cena come back, rah, rah. But tonight. It doesn't matter who interrupts me. Whatever happens, even if it's a McMahon or whoever, this show I'm going to give you the best rock performance ever. And obviously, you know that someone important is going to attack him during his song. So, and it was The Undertaker. And apparently that's setting up a match at Saudi Arabia with Elias versus Undertaker. Probably going to be a casket match. Just is like it going to be like the Rusev? Yeah, literally, yeah. Like, like last year, bringing The Undertaker back out. Uh, what I think WWE are doing, and I might be wrong here, I think they're trying to show that The Undertaker is not just about WrestleMania. Obviously, there's a connection there between two, but they're saying, look, we don't need WrestleMania. The Undertaker doesn't make WrestleMania. WrestleMania doesn't make The Undertaker. The Undertaker do other stuff. And maybe that's what they're trying. They're not doing it well, don't get me wrong, but I think that's what they're trying to make us look at. You yeah. know, uh, There was uh, Lars Sullivan. Well, Baron Corbin came out with... People's called bad heat, uh, but I like the heat he was getting because people just really dislike calling him arsehole. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's a bad guy. So, uh, that's good to, to get, you know. Silence is the worst thing. Came out and said about he beat Kurt Angle. Angle came down, got a great reception, uh, took Corbin out with the Angle Slam. And then all of a sudden, last Sullivan's music hit. Now, he, of course, was going to make his debut back in January uh, until he had his own kind of problems. He came down and just freak accident to Angle, laid him laying. Be interesting. I liked it because Lars Sullivan obviously taking that angle. But does that set up an angle confrontation with Sullivan down the road, or is that him done and he moves on? You know, was that him saying, "Look, you know, you may have lost to Baron Corbin, but got one up him on the next night." But I've come and taken you out. But again, with me, it's 
it's like, well, you've taken out an old man who's retired. He's <laughs> yeah. been like fucking, he was a wrestler 20 years ago. If you'd have done that to him 20 years ago, he would have fucking mullered you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I know, yeah, it's making a statement, making a point. Randy Orton done a similar thing when he's doing his legend killer gimmick. But, you know, it does kind of get a bit boring. If you're going to make a statement, make it against someone that counts. Make it against the champion. Make it against someone who is actually fucking over and dominant as a monster. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you there. Um, we'll talk about the main event before we, we move on to the other bit. Uh, we had, obviously, Rollins and uh, Kofi, and that got destructed by the bar. It turned into, Teddy Long then came running out and saying, it's a tag team match player. Uh, they turned it into that. Weren't a bad thing, but don't tease us with that if you're not going to... You could have had that match at the start. You could have Rollins and, and Kofi wrestle for fucking 25 minutes. Do you know what I mean? And then the bar coming out, and then the fans would have been happy because it's like, oh, okay, they're going to give us something. Uh, and then the other bit of news from Raw as well was Lacey Evans. Well, Lacey Evans, yeah. Um, Becky Lynch came out and she was celebrating her WrestleMania victory and, you know, obviously being in the main event of WrestleMania. Lacey Evans come out, had a long, hard look at Becky Lynch's titles, looked, turned back round, delivered the woman's right, but Becky Lynch didn't even sell it. <laughs> That's the thing, you know, this is supposed to be that woman's finish, Lacey yeah. Evans' finisher, but Becky Lynch just kind of like grinned it off and then started attacking her. Lacey Evans was wearing the most ridiculous fucking shoes, slipped over about 10 oh, fucking no. times. That was really fucking bugging me. Um, and I, I think Lacey Evans kind of got the upper hand on Becky Lynch towards the end of the segment. Uh, and then it kind of just broke down with trainers, yeah. EMTs. Referees down. And it's weird that they're kind of setting up for the future now as well. They're saying that Lacey Evans is going to kind of be featured prominently in the women's division. And Lars Sullivan's your kind of monster uh, in the men's division as well. Uh, after the the main event of all went off the air, WWE posted a video as well of this, and it was basically Dean Ambrose bringing an end to his WWE career on Monday Night Raw. Yes, well, the Lunatic Fringe took to the ring for one final time, taking on Bobby Lashley the night. The match turned into something of a mauling, with uh, Lashley being sent through the announce table, with Ambrose being sent through the announce table on his final night. But that wasn't the last time that Ambrose was seen by the WWE Universe as the eight-year career with the company, came to a close. In a touch of reunion after Raw went off the air, Ambrose joined former Shield stablemates Roman Reigns and Universal champ Seth Rollins to bid an emotional farewell at the Barclays Centre, the same place he made his debut on the full roster. Well, Ambrose, who leaves as a Grand Slam champion, declared, one of the sweetest sights I've ever seen is a guy who's busted his ass for this company, for this locker room, who has dragged his broken, dead body through every highway, through every single building, right across this country and the world alongside my best friends. The sweetest sight I ever saw was Seth Rollins stomping Brock Lesnar's big, dumb lunchbox head into the mat. Pinning him and holding that Universal Championship over his head and taking it back to the boys. One of the other sweetest things I've ever seen was just recently when we saw Roman shit out of cancer and come back on Monday Night Raw. I love this building. I know most of you aren't even here from New York. You came from all over the world. I love this building. I love the Barclays Centre. We opened up the Barclays Centre, the very first ever WWE show, the very first pay-per-view TLC, whatever year that was. I'm getting very old, I can't remember. Our first WWE match on pay-per-view TLC, we got thrown into the Wolves. Arn Anderson called us two indie schmucks and a football player. Seth said, we walked down the aisle, we tore it up and we took our spots. I have a lot of great memories in this building. That match is probably my favourite match I ever had. Winning the Tag Team Championship with Seth Rollins at SummerSlam right here in this ring 
in this building. But here's the thing you've got to remember. A building is just a building. It's just bricks and mortar and wooden nails. And what makes the building is the fans. And there are no fans in the world like you, the fans who come here from all over the world to be here all WrestleMania week. Who come to access and all the different... And who sit through three tricking hours of Monday Night Raw and stay and sit here to listen to us talk. Without you, there is no us. Screw this building. The important thing is the people who fill it, and that's you. So we want to say thank you once again. Well, Ambrose departed amid chants of thank you, Dean, from those in attendance as the curtain was drawn on one of WWE's greatest stables. So what are your thoughts on Dean Ambrose and his basic farewell speech, Dan? I know you're a huge fan. I, I, I think it's gotten, um, it's it's one of these things that he, I don't know, does he feel that he hasn't been treated to his fullest p- potential? But then, you, you know, you kind of look at Kofi Kingston, a man who's toured away for 11 years, only just achieving his dream. And I think that makes it taste a lot more sweeter to Kofi than, you know, with Dean Ambrose. In that time, Kofi hasn't become WWE champion. Dean Ambrose has become a Grand Slam champion. And he's done pretty much everything, you know, he can do in a career. So, you know, is it him being unselfish? Is it him wanting too much? Or is it, you know, WWE not giving him what he wanted? Is is it just the allure of more money from, well, you know, potentially... There's a contract with his name on All Elite Wrestling, which is going to put him better paid than Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Because, you know, someone in the status of Dean Ambrose, he must be getting a fucking pretty penny. Well, he's maybe the fifth or sixth highest paid guy in WWE as well. But I think for him, for Ambrose, it's not about the money. He looks at Seth Rollins beating Lesnar and thinks, why can't I be that guy? Don't get me wrong. You know, he probably loves Rollins. He loves Rollins and and, um, Reigns. But he had a WrestleMania match against Lesnar. He was treated like shit. And now Seth gets the job done. You know, he doesn't want to be a mid-card. He wants to be the best. It, it reminds me a little bit of CM Punk in that way of kind of, it's just not good enough to just be there at this moment in time collecting a check. You want to kind of be the best. And he probably thinks to himself, if he goes away, it'd be for a year, a couple of years. What's CM Punk now? If he was to come back tomorrow, how big that would be. Oh, fucking The hell, same with Ambrose. Yeah. If you're not seen, you can't, your legend grows, isn't it? You know, and, and this is kind of the amazing thing about wrestling in some ways. Well, it's like your football team. If the player you like doesn't play, you go, well, if he was playing in this team, it'd make such a difference. You know what I mean? Then he comes in and he's shit. But it doesn't matter because you just want that guy. And I think Rambo is very similar. I'd be surprised if he left WWE and went straight to AEW. I would probably be six months away. Dean Ambrose returning to a WWE ring within four or five years. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. I, I, I can see him come back uh, sooner rather than later because the Shield thing is going to be money anyway. With Because with, Rollins and Reigns are treated as the two big guys in WWE. And I think Ambrose just went for his moment to say, right, hang on a minute now, where, where's my chance? And I think he's going to have, he'll make more money with WWE than he will AEW. But it's, it's up to Ambrose, you know, it's up to what he wants to do. He's walked. To, he's going to walk away from there. If he can build a career as Dean Moxley on the independent scene, then that'll be long forgotten then, wouldn't it, you know? But didn't Vince McMahon say, right, you show us a contract from All Elite Wrestling and we'll better it? Yeah, without doubt, that's what he says. So he's Dean Ambrose it. is going to go out of contract for a little while, get the contract from All Elite Wrestling, so look, there you go, Vince, beat it. Yeah. And he beats it and... We talked about Sasha Banks earlier. It helps the talent out because now he he wants what he wants to do and with the money. And obviously Ambrose is, you know, I, I don't get me wrong. I don't think Ambrose is the most extravagant person in the world. You know, I don't think he spent loads of money. I think the money he's made in WWE would probably be enough. He wouldn't need to wrestle again. Do you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I don't want to make the assumption, but I'm guessing, you know, uh, just because of the way... Well, especially, the you know, with Renee Young as well. She's obviously getting an announcer's mm-hmm. wage, so... 
Yeah, they're both obviously not going to be short of a penny or two, but I think the best move for Dean Ambrose especially is go away for a couple of years, come back, you know, two, three years, five tops. Once, you know, the landscape's changed slightly a bit better and I think you'll be billed a lot better as well. And the same with Sasha Banks. Uh, you know, uh, as much as I wouldn't want to see her leave, especially you because out of all four members of the four horsewomen, she is your favourite. Yeah, without a doubt, I've always liked Sasha Banks, you know. So, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things that it will be sad if she leaves, but it will be better if she comes back after a couple this of years. This is the thing. It, it helps talent out, doesn't it, you know. Uh, that was Raw. We'll just quickly on to SmackDown. We had Kofi Kingston's uh, W Championship victory celebration which is really enjoyable, got disrupted by the bar and Drew McIntyre, and that main event was set for later on. And also, another thing I really liked on SmackDown, Samoa Joe, United States champion, who was to answer the call, but Braun Strowman. And, and Braun Strowman versus Joe, even though they fucked around with Strowman, I'm really looking forward to that match. I think with those two men, I've, uh, you know, I think that could be really, really interesting as well. Also, what else do we have? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Can I just... There was a very important moment that happened as well. Ali B, Ricochet and Ali teamed up to take on Rusev, Nakamura and Andrade. Andrade hit reverse DDT and a 450 splash for the win. But afterwards, Orton hit an RKO on the heart of SmackDown Live, Ali, which allowed Rusev to stand over and taunt him until KO hit the Bulgarian brute with a stunner. You know, it's... I've been showing how to hit an RKO uh, nowhere, but I can just come out and bang a stunner out as well. After SmackDown went off the air, it was Owens versus Zayn. And Zane was saying to Owens, please don't do anything. He hit him with three stunners. Job done. So it looks like Owens is going with that move. Because he was left off WrestleMania. How annoying would that be for Kevin Owens? Do you know what I mean? He was fully fit and yet not even using the Battle Royal. That's the thing. We completely forgot about that for Raw. Sami Zayn making his return. Oh, Sami Zayn calls made of his turn as well, losing to Finn Balor. Yeah. But he gave a good promo though, didn't he? He did. He said, uh, of all this time being away and it's made it seem like you've all missed me, you've all missed doing this because when Sami Zayn came out, he got a huge fucking pop. Everyone was singing along to that. I think you once referred to it as a very catchy theme tune. Yeah, it is very catchy. It? But, you know, I, I, I don't see it myself. So, I don't know what they're going to do with Zayn and Owens but they're interesting that they're both back now as well. Of course, we've got the Superstar Shake-Up happening next week. Uh, so they should move it around a little bit. Shane gloats about his victory. And then we had the Usos versus the Hardy Boys for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Uh, very surprising result, I feel. Again, why not do it at WrestleMania if they're going to do it, you know? Well, again, I think so much happened at WrestleMania that they wanted to save something for after Mania. Yeah, I think that's right. I think, you know, SmackDown had to get a little saying and the pop the Harley's got. Uh, you know, reunite the Harleys, is that the best idea? Especially with, you know, the Broken Matt Harley character and what he can do. I think at the time being, it's better than not being I featured. I think Broken Matt and Brother Nero will be the best version of the Hardys. And uh, as they were celebrating their victory, Lars Sullivan did arrive and lay them both out with a freak accident. Yeah, that's important. Because Lars Sullivan, again, like you talk about with the draft coming up, or, or the Superstar Shaker, Sullivan's been featured on Raw and SmackDown, took out a legend of Kurt Angle, and then took out the two legends in the Hardy Boys as well. Uh, Lacey Evans laid out Becky Lynch against setting up uh, a match between the two. And then New Day versus The Bar and McIntyre. 
Uh, McIntyre went to the back halfway through the match, and people were saying it was in- he was injured. The update I've got, obviously, because I'm very close to Jim McIntyre, the update, it was a plan all along. He is not injured. That is part of the storyline. So will McIntyre go to SmackDown in the shake-up, or is this a, a, you know, a, this is a sign of things to come? I think Strowman to SmackDown makes sense. I think McIntyre to SmackDown makes sense. Well, I think, you know, the, this past... Monday and Tuesday, it's been people wanting to stand out. I mean, Bliss made a return to the ring, defeating Bailey. So I think everyone wants to make themselves noticed. I think it has been, you know, a good entertaining time for Raw and SmackDown, personally. Yeah, do you know, I don't think it's been too bad, you know, exactly. Um, you know, fair play for WWE to cram so much content in. And like I said, we've got the NXT afterwards as well. We'll catch up with 205 and NXT UK. On the WNR for April, we'll go through the schedule in a little bit. And speaking of even more uh, talent, they've, they've, they've Wells Collide. We had a tournament uh, with in January, in January, with a Velveteen Dream won it. Uh, but they've announced four Wells Collide show. First one is NXT versus NXT. You, you fuck me. First one is NXT versus NXT alumni, and it's Sunday, April fourteenth. Well, former NXT superstars battle current superstars from the black and gold brand with matches including Roderick Strong versus Tyler Breeze, Dom Yak versus Harper, Sanity versus Undeserving Era, and Cassius Ono versus Aiden English. And the Cruiserweights collide Wednesday, April 17th. Cruiserweights from 205 Live, NXT UK, and NXT will soar to new heights and never foreseen matchups such as Tyler Bate versus Brian Kendrick, Akira Tazar versus Jordan Devlin. Morgan Flash Webster and Mark Andrews versus Aria Davari and Mike Kanellis. And Albert Hardy Jr. versus Grand Metallic versus the Gero. And we got the Women Collide Tournament, which is the 24th. And it's the top female superstars from NXT, NXT UK, Raw and SmackDown Live Collide. With featured matches including Neo Shirai versus Sonya Deville. Tony Storm versus Nikki Cross versus Bianca Belair. Piper Niven versus Zelina Vega and Candice LeRae versus Kaylee Ray. And then finally, Browns collide Wednesday, May the 1st. Two over-the-top weight battle rules, one for male superstars and one for female superstars, will take place on Browns collide. Both battle rules will feature superstars from NXT and NXT UK. And the men's battle rule will additionally feature superstars from 205 Live, who will be the last superstar standing when the dust settles. We'll find out because we will combine the Wells collide and bring it to you in one massive show. Backstage interviewer Dasha Fuentes was released by WWE. Yeah, no real news on why she was released, but apparently they've part. Well, I didn't mind Dasha Fuentes once I learned her name. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's not. A, you not... just learned her name I and know. then they go and fucking release her. Get rid of her. Keep Charlie Fruso, though. Pat McAfee wore shorts to WrestleMania and it sent Michael Cole in a fucking divvy. And he basically shouted at Pat and Pat was going to quit on the spot but decided to stay. He was allowed to wear chinos at WrestleMania. Uh, but again, just so unprofessional. And poor Michael Cole's got so much more to deal with. And that's what basically he's saying. He's like, look, we're 10 minutes to go. And you're fucking doing this to me, you know? And, you know, stressed out. But it just shows you the kind of inside world of WWE. You know, like before our live shows, when we're just kind of like, boom, boom, boom. Rainy, just Michael Cole in the back going, for fuck's sake! <laughs> sort it fucking out! You in the back going, for fuck's sake, Dan. <laughs> sort it out. Calm yeah. the fuck down. Yeah. It's WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, it is WrestleMania. Well, Nia Jax needs knee surgery. She tweeted Friday she was suffering from injuries in both knees and will need surgery for both ACLs. Well, some of you may or may not know, but I will be out of action for a little while. Unfortunately, I've been pushing through some pain over the last year due to injuries in my knees and I will be undergoing surgery to repair both my ACLs. I am grateful to everyone who has supported me. Thank you. Yes, a torn ACL is a significant injury for an athlete that usually takes at least nine months. At least 12 months. To return from. 
although it can take longer in some cases. That may be true for Jack since she has to work her way back from two torn ACLs. Two. Well, a 34-year-old had been teamed with Tamina recently and they were part of the fatal four-way match for the tag team titles at WrestleMania. Uh, next bit of news story. Uh, well, NXT superstar Dominic Djakovic. NXT superstar Dominic Djakovic deletes his Twitter account Thursday after posting an in-character tweet in which he tagged United States President Donald Trump Mexican President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Well, Twitter user Mr. Warren Hayes screen grabbed and tweeted Djakovic's tweet before he deleted his account. According to sources, Djakovic's tweet was born from a gimmick he introduced at Wednesday's NXT television tapings in which he discussed his family immigrating to the United States. The 31-year-old Simon W. in 2017 after the successful run in Ring of Honor, but it wasn't until recently he started to be featured heavily on NXT TV. Most notably, the six foot seven Djakovic fought Keith Lee to a draw in a hard-hitting and competitive match that aired in February. And he has a ton of potential to be a top heel in NXT and athleticism, and deleting this Twitter account may have been the way of ensuring that public backlash didn't lead to his push being derailed. And Lashley talks about a possible return to MMA. In an interview with Sky Sports on Thursday, Bobby Lashley discussed possibly taking part in an MMA fight in the near future. He mentioned in the late summer after SummerSlam was a potential time for his return. He said, I feel great, my body's 100%, so I think maybe the summer after SummerSlam. He also noted that he wants to have a couple more fights before he retires from the sport. He also mentioned that he's still under contract with Bellator and pointing to heavyweight champion Ryan Bader as a potential opponent. So I'm still under contract at Bellator. As so I go back, we'll give him a call and possibly go after Bader. I don't know wait too long. This time is ticking. At 42 years old, Lashley owns a 15-2 and professional record in MMA and is a perfect 5-0 and in Bellator. He has not fought since Bellator 162 in October 2016 when he beat Josh Appelt by second-round submission. Probably my favourite news story this week, but it's still very, very serious. Out of nowhere, student arrested for allegedly trying a WWE star Randy Orton's RKO finisher on a teacher. Who hasn't wanted to RKO their teacher, though? I mean, come on. It's just everyone's dream. Well, Giannis was arrested and appeared in court this week for attacking his principal at Southridge Senior High School. A student was... Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Sosa appeared in Miami-Dade court after the arrest for allegedly trying the wrestling move on head teacher Humberto Meyer. In a video clip, the student approaches the teacher and puts his arms around the neck of Meyer. Well, however, he then forces Sosa off for grabbing him and seemingly ushering him into another direction. Defence attorney Roy Ugarte labelled the arrest ha- report hands down one of the most insane things that he had encountered. Well, Ugarte protested to Judge René for Francis during a court hearing explaining Sosa shouldn't have been arrested. He said it should have been handled in the four corners of the school like it would have been when I was a child. He should have got detention and been scolded. He should never have been arrested. Prosecutor's response suggesting there was physical contact in the move and probably cause for battery he was charged with. Well, he said, uh, Ugarte said, everyone knows wrestling is fake. It's professional wrestling. We are not talking about Roman Greco wrestling. Yeah, but still, the RKO is a deadly finisher, so hit it at your own peril. And can I just can I just have a shout-out to Big E as well? He actually managed to do the splits, but <laughs> he actually tears his knee muscle, and fans think he'd done it while he was doing the splits. <laughs> I mean, he was celebrating uh, Kofi Kingston's WWE Championship victory uh, the night before at WrestleMania. But 
Big Ethan, yeah, he, he tears his knee muscle, and apparently that's that's what caused it. But fucking fair play to him. Yeah, I mean, he's he, he only keep him out for about six weeks, but he'd be back. AJ Styles is also dealing with a slight injury after WrestleMania, and Daniel Bryan as well. But it's only slightly should be coming back soon. But obviously, after such a big event at Mania, you're going to be feeling that afters, aren't you? So that's the end of WrestleMania. Of course, we've had Raw, SmackDown, all the latest news. We've talked about NXT. Final thoughts on TakeOver, Dan? On TakeOver, yeah. it, was, it was a fucking brilliant event. Um, the NXT after it wasn't so grand, but it was good. I think, you know, hopefully with the impending arrivals and people moving up to take their rightful position on the cards, it's... It should be good going forwards. It should be good. And talk about going forwards. Let's talk about the schedule now. We've built a schedule uh, for the next couple of you know what we're doing. Of course, we like to keep everybody up to date. And, of course, our next episode will be the WNR 216. And it will be WWE versus WCW April 99. And that will come out on the 21st of April. And then we go on to WNR217, which is WWE Backlash 99. That'll be out on the 24th. And then WNR218, which is the WNR, the network review for April. We'll bring that on the 28th of the month as well. On May the 5th, I think it's the day anniversary. It is, yeah. May the 4th be with you. It is the Worlds Collide collaboration. Yeah, we'll bring you all four episodes then. May 12th will be WCW Slamboree. May 15th will be WWE versus WCW for May. And May 19th, the WNR for May, the WNR Net Review. And of course, we had gone to Raw and SmackDown Live then, so you get our thoughts. May 26th will be the Money in the Bank special. Yeah, and it's weird that the next pay is going to be Money in the Bank. You know what I mean? In like, like usually with June or July, but there's been a nice, there'll be a nice long day for you. And then into June, we'll have WWE versus WCW on the 2nd. We'll have w, WNR 225 on Friday. Yeah, and then Saturday, NXT TakeOver live show on the Saturday. And on Sunday, it'll be NXT TakeOver on the 9th. So that will be our next kind of live weekend that we bring you. Again, three nights. So we gave you three nights in January, three nights in April. And we're coming again in June. We'll have the 225, which will be a huge episode. We'll look through the network, that as well. Saturday live for TakeOver. And of course, we'll bring you the, the event on Sunday as well. And then we'll have the WNR for June on the 16th. And then Backlash pay-per-view will be on the 23rd of June. And then the finally it will be WWE versus WCW. And then after all that, we'll give you the plans heading on towards SummerSlam. Uh, so it'll be exciting times on the WNR podcast. Like we say, we are growing and growing. We're working on the website, WNRpodcast.com. We're hoping to be done by August. But there's a plethora of ways to follow us on social media on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan WWE I'm at J underscore Rollins we're on Instagram the WNR podcast we're on Facebook yes Facebook come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review podcast or you can come and find me and add me as a friend I am Vince McDan subscribe to our YouTube channel WWE Network Review podcast where podcasts go up on YouTube at the same time as do other places like SoundCloud on your phone also on Spreaker Radio where we have our live shows Joe and iTunes where you can download subscribe rate and review there but that is it Dan final word on the entire week it's been long it's been exhausting but we've managed to get through it without any scratches without a shadow of a doubt I have been James Rollins and as always I was joined by Dan White thanks for listening everybody and bye bye <laughs>